Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome, my friends, to the special edition of Honkcast IRL. Of course, we changed the name in solidarity with our trucker friends and protesters standing up for freedom, individual liberties. And we got big news on this one. The latest is that the Ottawa police, they want military intervention, but authorities are concerned. They're saying that these protesters may be armed. That's really fascinating because last last night we talked about how the right to keep and bear arms is a deterrent from government overreach. And because of the potential for protesters being armed, the military doesn't necessarily want to come in. But who knows? Things are getting really, really crazy. Trudeau, of course, last night, once again, smeared the protesters as all the worst things in the book. And it's all big lies because the reality is this is a worker revolt, a worker uprising. We're seeing a couple interesting things. There's a subreddit called Lockdown Critical Left asking why it is that this is an uprising of workers and the left opposes it. And of course, all of these people who are actual leftists are like, yo, the left has been co-opted by corporate interests. That's it. And then we have a post from the Ottawa subreddit organizing a protest against the workers. Now, they claim to be the left or whatever, but I got to tell you, they're fascists. These are people protesting in support of government rule by decree. Major corporations mandate uh, getting producing products that the government then mandates on people. And these people want to support that. So, uh, yeah, fascists. We're going to talk about all that. We got CNN, man. The president of CNN is out. A huge scandal is erupting. Brian Stelter is blaming Chris Cuomo for Chris Cuomo ratting out Jeff Zucker because Jeff Zucker was sleeping with the chief marketing officer who used to work for Cuomo's brother, Andrew Cuomo. Wow. Scandal. CNN's imploding. All right. We're going to talk about all that, plus some news around January 6th. More subpoenas are coming out with the January 6th committee. And joining us to talk about all of this is journalist Julie Kelly. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Julie Kelly from Naperville, as Tim. From Naperville. <laughs> so aptly fellow Chicagoan. Um, so I am a writer for American Greatness, amgreatness.com, and for the past year have been uh, obsessed with the events of January 6th and the DOJ's abusive investigation into January 6th, the J6 committee, and how they're using that four-hour disturbance to launch a war on terror against mm. the political right, which is in my book. Four-hour disturbance. Four hours. Yep. Yep. And it has become this insane narrative among Democrats. And I love how they say it's bipartisan because they have Liz Cheney. Like anyone believes it's bipartisan. Right. But they're, 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 it, it's, it's insane what's going on. Yeah. Now they're claiming that the, the Republicans who signed elector slates for Trump in the event there was a legal dispute, which is, has happened before, they're claiming they were forged documents and it's insurrection. Mm -hmm. They're trying to bar several uh, member, members of Congress from running for re-election, claiming mm -hmm. they're insurrectionists. You know, this is crazy stuff. Yes, it is. That is a political war and intended to silence political dissent and terrorize people into not protesting the regime. You know, the resistance... Hashtag the resistance was really cool for like four years. Remember, everybody mm -hmm. thought that was great. Then all of a sudden it became, you know, insurrection uh, on January 6th. So this is what they're doing. And we have political prisoners in the United States. 
and we have uh, hundreds of defendants, 730 people have been arrested so far. They're adding new people every day. And this is uh, the DOJ's, uh, you know, they're acting as the law enforcement arm of the Democratic Party, which they have now for the past several years. So nothing new I'm just there. Gonna, I'm going to say it. Civil War. Oh. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into the detail about what that means, because when, when you're accusing, when, when, you're, when you're filing lawsuits to bar politicians from re-election, that it's not even politics anymore. It's, 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 we're, we're at the gates of something else. But we'll get into all that stuff. We got Seamus. Seamus, Seamus Coglin of Freedom Tunes. I'm a political cartoonist. I like to make uh, animations about current events. We're releasing a cartoon about the great honking tomorrow. So oh, I hope great. you guys <laughs> check that out uh, and enjoy it. And I'm very glad to be here. I think this is going to be an interesting and enlightening conversation. You're, you're so serious when you, like, you know, it's like <laughs> you, you watch Freedom right, Tunes. Ladies and, and gentlemen. Hello, I'm a political cartoonist. I Hello, make funny uh, jokes. I about do politics. these little cartoons. Look, I start to get wild on the show, all right? It's, it's just like I can't yeah. come right out the gates being too crazy. People are going to shut this off. That's fair. Thanks for There's only so much it. zaniness yeah. that a person can yeah, handle. One zane at a time. Exactly. Exactly. Just you wait. Thinking about resistance, it makes me think about the Vietnamese and how after the Korean War in the 1950s, they realized they can't resist the American Air Force. It's impossible. So they had to build, build tunnels. They had to get out, think outside the box to resist. And I see these people resisting with a with a hammer. They want to walk in and stand there and, and resist in the in the old-fashioned way and then uh, now i'm seeing this political hammer come down on these people mm-hmm. there's other ways to resist i'm interested mm-hmm. in, in talking about that stuff but we got to get these people out i mean this is just it's the most it's one of the greatest travesties of american history and it's because we're in it i don't think people realize how dangerous it is mm-hmm. yeah i i hate to be you know the negative nancy on this one but i think it's going to get darker before you know no doubt. Before the dawn. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that stuff. So Ian's chilling. Yeah, yeah. Hit me up at iancrossland.net, but first watch the show. Yes. I am also here pushing buttons in the corner, as I do. I love doing that. That is my job. And I do think that this January 6th thing really kind of puts to bed the idea that Biden winning was going to bring any kind of normalcy back to the U.S., especially mm-hmm. what they were doing with Rogan, too. So hopefully we get into some of that during the show. Not to mention Biden's approval rating is beyond oh. in the gutter. <laughs> yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we get started, head over to timcast.com and become a member to help support this show, the work we do, all of our journalists that we have on staff writing news for you every single day. We are principally funded by all of your contributions as members. But as members, you will get access to exclusive members-only podcasts from this show, the uncensored version. And we have a massive library of all of this content you're not going to want to miss at TimCast.com. And I also want to announce we made a new t-shirt based on the show yesterday. So go to TimCast.com, click the store. And you can get your very own free Hong Kong t-shirt. Yes. It is uh, uh, basically modeled after the free Hong Kong flag, which was several leaves and they had like the style of art. And so we have made this free Hong Kong shirt in two different colors, red and black, red and white because it's Canada and it says free Hong Kong. And then we have the black version, which is more like the Hong Kong flag. So if you want to help uh, get the message out, support the movement, support the great honking, and at the same time support our work, it's greatly appreciated. And uh, we really do uh, appreciate everybody's support. So don't forget, smash that like button. One like equals one honk. And don't forget to share this video, subscribe to the channel, all that good stuff. Let's read the latest update on the great honking. The Guardian reports Ottawa police are considering military intervention to end unlawful blockade. Authorities warned bringing in the military carried a massive risk as they believe the protesters are armed. What's really, really fascinating about this. Let me read this paragraph. The Ottawa police chief, Peter Slowly 
warned on Wednesday that officers did not have the resources to remove a fleet of trucks parked by the protesters in the national capital, adding the city was considering requesting help from Canadian armed forces. What did we say yesterday? Mm. We said, even if they wanted to, the police would not have the means to remove these trucks. And if some of these truckers are just like, just driving my truck, what can you do about it? Yep. The truck, the, the, the tow truck companies reportedly are refusing to get involved. They've said, you know, various companies have reported as saying, we have ag- agreements within the community. We don't want to get involved in whatever this is, but the protests and the government stuff leave us out of it. Mm-hmm. So you basically have these truckers in Ottawa, along with a bunch of other cars wailing their horns, and there's nothing the government can do to stop it. The military won't be able to tow anybody. The truckers are here to stay. And uh, uh, it's really, really simple. If, if the people of, of uh, uh, Ottawa, if the government wants it to stop, just comply. If you just comply, you'll get your city back. It's not hard. It's only two weeks of honking to restore the freedoms. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, I mean, there's just something so beautiful and satisfying about seeing the worst most controlling group of people you've ever seen in your life not being able to force their will onto a group of people. It's like they finally found something they couldn't get past, and it's glorious. You know, you know. I was thinking about, there's this video of a guy, and he's yelling, I haven't been able to sleep in five days because of the honking. And I was like, I, I literally don't care about you, guy. You sat back while the government steamrolled by decree all of this awful stuff that caused strife and chaos in people's lives and destroyed their businesses. And now people are honking their horns. The only reason this guy is yelling is because he thinks he has a right to tell them to stop. You see, he didn't he didn't do anything to stop the government from steamrolling over people's rights. No. But now he's going to go to a trucker and be like, "I'll, I'll, I'll yell at you. Sorry, buddy. You've got the workers rising up and saying no. If you if you wouldn't stand up for your rights, then what do you think you're going to get accomplished? Look, it, it's just it's remarkable that the you, you, you can clearly see the, the dynamics of the po- political landscape here. The government can do it. He won't complain. He says, what freedoms have you even lost? But when the people stand up and create discomfort, now he's mad. You know what? Go lick a boot, dude. I don't I don't care to hear it. I'm thinking about the uh, at the end of World War II when the Americans and the British were rolling through Germany and liberating the, all the I mentioned this once before on the show all the German citizens that had just been sitting standing by and watching it happen were now getting basically conscripted out of their houses to go clean up the hot the, the concentration camps yep. and forced to look at it with their own eyes and mm. see what this is what they've done they weren't in an op, they weren't in a position to tell the American troops stop honking. Because it was, it was, had gone that far. We haven't gone that far yet, and hopefully we won't, but you can't sit by and comply with a tyrannical government and expect when the cavalry comes in to fix the situation that you're not going to be pulled into it. Yeah. Well said. Also, can you believe being like, I understand it's a little frustrating to have people honking your horns, but it's like, oh my goodness, the people who bring me all of my food and literally everything I need to survive without complaining every single day are making noise when I want to sleep one time in my entire life. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. It's I'm sad. very sympathetic, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what, man? The honking will continue until freedom improves. I like that. I I, I would be opening my window and, and cheering. You know what yeah. I mean? What's interesting is the ruling class now being exposed for the contempt that they have for the common man. It used to be even Republicans here, Democrats obviously standing for working class individuals and them collectively. But now they can't even hide their contempt. They can't even hide their contempt for 
um, who Hillary Clinton called the deplorables, mm-hmm. and now Justin Trudeau, who won't even deign to meet with these people, saying he doesn't agree with them, like he did the BLM protesters. So you just have this global contempt of the ruling elite finally fully exposed for hating the people that they're supposed to protect and defend. And I think that, that that's sort of what happened um, you know, on January 6th, same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what really, really blew my mind is I was browsing Reddit about an hour or so ago, and there was a post where it said something like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, it was in, in Ottawa. Someone put in their window. It said, you know, Nazis F off, and there's like a swastika <laughs> with a line through it. Right. And then I, I saw that, and it's a top post. And I was like, geez, they are laying on the They're propaganda so, so thick. Boring. But I, look, I looked at the comments. And the comments on Reddit's always leftists being like, eh, the right. Eh. No, the comments were people saying like, there was one guy. Like, this is so right. dumb. Like, I, you know, people were saying like, look, I get the honking's annoying, but it was literally one guy with a flag. Seriously. And then someone else was like, yeah, but what about the Confederate flag? And then all the responses were like, we watched them throw that guy out of the protest. Propaganda's not working. Mm. I mean, we'll get into it later, but CNN just completely imploding. No, it's if you, dude, if you right. can't propagandize a bunch of redditors and get them to accept the narrative, <laughs> you have no hope. For There's real. nothing. There's nothing. Yo, because for you. Reddit is so, such an easily astroturfed platform mm-hmm. that I'm pretty sure, like, if you were to ask me based on what I know about marketing and what's going on with these social media platforms, I'd be willing to bet, and we do know this is true to a certain extent. Reddit is basically just political organizations manipulating the platform to create the perception of, of popular opinion. And Republicans are really bad at it, so they don't. And the Democrats are much better at it. And big tech works with them and colludes with them. So you go on Reddit. Man, all of the top posts are like socialists, communists, oh, yeah. far left, everything. It is mind numbing. But when even that stuff isn't working. You've, how, how do you how do you propagandize people that you're the workers that you're standing up for the poor people when it's truckers non college educated you know for the most part people who are just working class jobs who are bring as Jamin said bringing you your food and they're the bad guys mm-hmm. I don't think that narrative is going to fly. So do you think it's safe to say that they believe obviously that the next step after propaganda is to bring in the military because that's what it looks like to me. Remember we were talking about ta- uh, was it Tales of the Economic Hitman or whatever that book was called? Yeah, was that what it was called, Ian? Uh, economic hitman, yes. It's like tale, like it wasn't tales, but something like that. Tales, it was like the story, like stories, like, or you know, something like confessions. Mm. Was it yep, confessions of an it. economic hitman? Yeah. He basically said that, and I'm going to butcher this, but it was something like: first, they come to you and ask you to like be on their side. You reject them, then they come back and say, "How about some money?" Then you reject them, then they kill you. Mm. <laughs> or well, it's, it was something like that. What they'll that. do is they come in and they try and bribe you to join their side. If you say no, then they try and assassinate you. And if they can't, then they issue a full-scale military yeah. war. Mm-hmm. So this seems to be like where we're at, right? First, they try propagandizing. It's not the exact same thing. That doesn't work. Now they're trying to organize counter-protests. Yeah. But, and, they're, and they're already talking about bringing in the military. You'll see they'll probably single out an individual in the trucker convoy and then start propagandizing him because then they're, now they're going to do the ad hominem attack next. They did that. Oh, they, they did, did one They of did that. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so first they smear the whole event. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're a bunch of far-right racists. <laughs> then we started seeing posts about like this organizer is far-right and associated with the alt-right and blah, blah, blah. Nobody cared. It's no, getting bigger. No. It's get, The honking grows. <laughs> the honking continues until freedom improves. Now they're talking about military. Well, and this is what I think happens. They've overplayed their hand to the point where everyone who sees the propaganda knows that it's ridiculous. 
and they don't get that back. That's the wonderful part about it. Once you overplay your hand, like it's not like you get the cards back. People are just never going to trust them when they talk about anything ever again, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. This is about so much more than just truckers, right? And everyone knows that it has been from the beginning. They're asserting their rights as workers, and so it extends to all other people and all other fields that are necessary, but also they're really standing up for the ordinary person of the the nation they're from, and I think other nations as well. And they're also making it perfectly clear that the average person does not accept the narrative being put forward by the media. Just wait until QAnon shows up in Canada, though. Mm-hmm. That is going to mm-hmm. really be a game changer because that will show everyone that this is uh, uh, orchestrated. When they, when no, I'm joking. They, no, they, no, I, was, I, was, I was like, wait a minute. Hold you on. You know Q? I mean, <laughs> no, Q like, shows up. I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to let you say what you have to say. <laughs> no, no you, you, that'll you, be next. It'll be, no, this is the Canadian Q. Canadian They've already Q. tried. This is Russia propaganda, mm-hmm. right? Yes, so yes they, exactly. And they've had you the Confederate that? flags. And they've had the, you, you know, flag, then they yeah. had the they had the informant there who, you know, they kicked him out. But pretty soon it's going to be Q. You know, it's going to be Canada Q. There'll be like Q. There was a lady on TV who was like, now, because of Canada's support for Ukraine, do you think Russia could yeah. be involved? Oh, my gosh. Oh. Well, this, right. this is the thing, right? They only have so many tricks in their bag. They're mm-hmm. remarkably uncreative people. <laughs> and right. the thing is, these tactics have kind of worked for a little while, but more and more people have been waking up to them. And I think we're finally at the tipping point where no one believes it anymore. You know, I've been looking at anti-work and work reform on Reddit for you know months now. And they're saying, like, you know, workers of the world unite. Where where are these leftist subreddits when the workers are uniting? <laughs> Hold on, the, the, the anti-work reddit says why don't they say like non-workers of the world? Yeah, unite? really. The whole thing that they don't <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is that anti-work initially was this this radical idea that no one should work. I don't want a job. It, it's the stupidest thing ever, and, yeah. and they, they try and act like they're smart. They're like, "Well, I was reading a book by Marx, and he explains capital." Mm. When reality, they're like lazy, you know, <laughs> living in their trash departments. On, you know, government benefits, and they're saying, like, but I don't want to walk dogs anymore. 20 hours a week. And we saw yeah. that on Fox, and, and that, it was a PR disaster for them. But it, it, anti work evolved into a work reform sub- subreddit after the whole debacle where they did this interview on Fox and were exposed as being people who just didn't want to do any work mm-hmm. and were kind of lazy. Uh, the work reform subreddit took off. Now, I agree with a, with a lot of work reform. I think, you know, the corporate structure in a lot of ways, a lot of really bad things. I think student loan debt has reached critical mass and the whole system is broken and it's be totally reformed. But why aren't these people coming out and being like, hey, look, the workers are finally rising up. This is a really good thing. Why don't we, we stand in solidarity with the working class? Oh, because the actual working class don't believe in their far left psychosis, their, their insane policies. They never have. Well, I mean, I think we've, we got the first taste of this after Trump was elected and it became apparent that right-leaning people tend to be more in touch with what your average working person actually wants and the Democratic Party doesn't really represent those people. Now it's as clear as it's ever been. But this was not our, our first view of this. I, when I, in like 2018, I had an opportunity to go back to Ohio and live in Ohio for a little while. I'd been in like LA before that, New York, Chicago. I'd been in these big cities. And at first I was back and like, I was living in a farm town in, in Ohio and my friends were like, Trump, Trump. And I'm like, Trump, why? Like, right. what's going on? What? And, and it's just, it hurt. It was like being in like some sort of acid, like a pool of acid. It was burning me, but I came out so much stronger because I wasn't being manipulated anymore. I, I was seeing things from this other like workers perspective that I'd been just lost. It'd been lost to me in the big city for 15 years. Mm. It was 
really incredible. The power want, of the worker, man. I want to show you guys this uh, this subreddit post from Lockdown Critical Left. Oh, yes. This is amazing. It's from two days ago. Cool Spectre wrote, Workers are uniting in solidarity against an authoritarian government, and the left is against it. The trucker convoy is the closest thing to a working class uprising I've seen in my lifetime. I wasn't around in the 60s. And yet the left is somehow against it. Isn't this exactly the kind of thing the left should be supporting? Are there even any working class people on the left anymore? Why do they all seem to be Zoom tech workers or unemployed? Why is the actual working class overwhelmingly not on the left? It's really unsettling to see actual working class unity taking direct action against fascist mandates and the left is taking the side of the fascists. Except for those of us who have been watching for the past 10 years, it's exactly what's been happening the whole time. Yeah. Well, it's also, I mean, to add another layer here, you have the left literally after, uh, you know, two years after the the summer of love and these protests (laughs) and all of this anti-police rhetoric. They are now like begging the police to come in and crack down on a workers' yeah. well. I guess the military. A- yeah, yeah, now it's ATAB. Yeah. Um, it is Canada, so you know. To be fair, it's a different country, but you're right. They have BLM protests in Canada right. too. Yeah, and Trudeau yeah. stood with them, and, and sure I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, kneeled with them, yeah, kneeled right. with yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. So, so he bent the knee. Why isn't the working class returning the favor? Right. But of course, it's because BLM and these leftist groups never represented the working class of in the first not. place. Yeah. So my favorite author is Terry Pratchett, and he has the perfect quote about this. He says, "People on the side of the people, capital." T, capital P, always ended up disappointed in any case. They found that the people tended not to be grateful or appreciative or forward-thinking or obedient. The people tended to be small-minded and conservative and not very clever and were even distrustful of cleverness. And so the children of the revolution were faced with the age-old problem. It wasn't that you had the wrong kind of government, which was obvious, but that you had the wrong kind of people. And I think that's what the left is discovering. Entirely. I think yeah. they've known this. Yes. For a long time. It's why... There was this really funny moment where in Seattle, some like socialists came out and were protesting against Amazon. And then some trade workers and like construction guys and contractors showed up in their vests and hard hats and started chanting them down because they were the actual working class guys. These intelligentsia, you know, college graduate types think they're working class. They're quite literally not. They're the intelligentsia. I represent the working class. Mm -hmm. Well, no. Yeah. It's also funny because... um, the left has always tried to say that they represented the working class, but then they'll take all of these wildly unpopular social positions that your average working person does not believe in at all and then try to force it on them. So it's like, even with situations outside of this, I'm pro-working class, except I think a working class person should lose their job for stating something in a public forum that literally every other working class person believes about transgenderism, for example. Yeah, like like Whoopi Goldberg, you know, they suspend her. That, well, for, she's a good working you know, class woman. That's right. And they is. come after her with this cancel <laughs> culture they? nonsense. It's so obvious because <laughs> it really is about money. Here she is making but a humble ninety six thousand dollars per week. Yes, per mm-hmm. week, per week. <laughs> and of course, because it's not she even has six a, figures. Yeah. yeah, not even six figures per week. Yeah, per week. And so she can't defend herself. Yeah. And so she gets suspended for two weeks. It's terrible. Oh, heavens. When, when will the workers rise up? You know no, what I but, but, about? But, but I bring that up real quick just because as a good example of what happens to Opie Goldberg when she doubles down on offensive comments. Gina Carano, on the other hand, who didn't say anything offensive, she said, don't demonize your neighbor. She loses her job. Well, yep. I thought that Whoopi thing was an example of um, critical race theory having gone too far. It went too far because she all of a sudden is now starting to think that if someone has the same skin color as someone else, that they're the same race. Mm-hmm. Skin color has nothing to do with race. Maybe not. Well, maybe it's not to safe to it, say. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's not safe to say nothing. But 
if you take someone out of a, a place on earth and put them somewhere else within two or three generations, their skin color is going to be different. Their kids, well, their grandkids are going to look way different than if you put them in like sub-Saharan Africa. Let me, let me try and help you out, Ian. And, and by make this, making this point, there, there are, uh, Asian cultures that look very similar to Native American cultures, yeah. even though they're, they're very different. Well, I came across the Bering Strait 13,000 years yeah. ago. And so it's not necessarily like you, you, you could be a different race or ethnicity. And look very similar to so other, skin other color groups. and race are not the same thing, and that but, is but, terribly, they, but they are connected. It, you know, you could say that there cor- there is a correlation there. It's it's really uh, offensive and ag- egregious that she would make that claim. Yeah, yeah. So there was related to the way that the, the left views the working class. There was this book that I read when I was seventeen that really informed my view on this, and it's called Intellectuals by Paul Johnson, and he sort of goes through the uh, lives of many of the people who are held up as like the foundation or the foundational thinkers um, of modern society. And what he points out is that so often these are people who claim to love humanity in the abstract, but in their personal yes. relationships, when they dealt with actual humans, they tended to treat them like garbage. And I think there's a parallel here because the left tends to be much more likely to say, I want to change the entire world. I want to reshape the entire society and change how people think about things, change the way people treat each other. And I think conservatives are much more likely to err on the side of subsidiarity, subsidiarity and try to change what's around them as opposed to going for the world as a whole because they're more interested in actual individual people. And so these lefties have this idea in their head of what the working class is as an abstraction. And then when they have to deal with actual working class people and their desires, they come to realize that human beings are messy and they require that you sacrifice your own will in order to care for them. And they're not willing to do that. You know, I wonder if, uh, you know, Marx has some good points about capital and stuff. And I wonder if, uh, ultimately a bad ideology. I'm just, but you know, mm. it's, it's, it's broken clock is right twice a day. But my point is you get these, these college graduate people that mm. some are the, some of the highest salary earners in the country, in the world, and they're greedy and jealous mm-hmm. and angry and purposeless. So they feel like something is wrong. Something is wrong with my life. Then they read, you know, Das Kapital or whatever, and they're like, he's talking about me. Yes. Because I hate my life. <laughs> he's literally not talking about you. You are the one. I, 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 let's, let's just be real. The intelligentsia are the ones who get executed because they're threats to the revolution. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on Transfer subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Oh, yeah. No, as soon as the uh, new revolutionary sect rises to power, they end up taking out all the people that fought for the revolution in the first place because those are agitators. They were the ones who fomented revolution. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't have those people in your system. Nope. Well, we have this uh, this other post from uh, Reddit. It's called The Counter Protest from r slash Ottawa. Hello, everyone. My name is Mackenzie, and I am not afraid. (laughs) This Saturday, I will be organizing the peaceful counter-protest against the terrorists Mm, occupying our city center. Terrorism is defined as the unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against civilians in the pursuit of political aims. People are afraid. Our downtown workers are afraid to go to work. The police is afraid. The police is afraid (laughs) to act. The city has denied me an official protest permit citing COVID concerns. I am not afraid. 
No, you're a fascist. I'll, can I say you're the most literally a fascist? Also, can I can I say like the most boring thing in the world, but I think needs to be said here? Definitely. Like, where where was this kind of talk during the BLM riots? Like, how does that not fit the definition of terrorism when buildings are you being know, burnt down? I don't believe this is a real person. I don't. I you know. I mean, it's probably. But come on, you know, I'm I'm reading some of these posts on Facebook from lefties, and I'm like, dude, you don't actually believe what you're saying, right? Like, you can't no. be that psychotic. No, they are. You know, yeah, I, it's a mix. Well, well, right? look, what really is pissing me off right now is how they're like, the school banned the book Mouth. And I'm like, they literally didn't ban the book. They removed it from the curriculum. You know, we does should... that mean the Gulag Archipelago has been banned as well? Yeah. Oh, no, they're banning the, oh, they're, they're banning, you know, anti-communist propaganda. What do we do? We... No, it's just not part of the curriculum. You know what I would say uh, to everyone who's upset about Mouse? I think, yeah. and here's an idea. We should have curriculum transparency to ensure those right-wing fascists don't go meddling with curriculums in ways that parents aren't aware of. Mm. We should have curriculum transparency. Yeah. I just saw that there was that some, makes you uh, right, some pushback yeah, that makes you against right. that. So, tell you. so making the students' curriculum transparent to the world, is that what it is, or just to the parents? To the parents and to the community, yeah. yeah. To the community, meaning like it's on the internet for me to go look at? What yeah, like, anyone could see. Right. I'm open to it. Open source. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Public so, like, schools. Yeah, here's, yeah. Here's, here's something I don't know. Do you guys know how many books are in a curriculum? That, 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 that's that's like a curriculum is like something they want you to read throughout the year or whatever. Yeah. It can't be that many. Yeah, it's no. like four or five maybe. Really? Max? Just four or five? Know. It's not well, too many. I think maybe per class or something yeah, like class. that. Yeah, per class. Yeah, yeah. Like per English class. So, so you know, I, I don't want to get wrapped up in that whole mouse conversation again. But, you know, just in the context of what these people are saying, when I see this post and it's like, I am not afraid. These people are terrorists. It's like, dude, they're honking car horns. Calm down. <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't what have to say, I'm not about? afraid if you weren't afraid. You wouldn't be saying that. You're obviously afraid. That's why no, you no, 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 I am no. not afraid. No, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a real person. You think it's an AI? No. It, no. A I'm, slider I'm, that you can I'm be like, how liberal, how left wing do you want it? How authoritarian do you want it? You can, uh, Ian, build it. If you, if you put it. it all the way to the left, it gets you fired from your job. <laughs> yeah. What I mean is this person is lying. They're crafting a political message for political reasons. Man, I can't put anything past anybody these days. It's so. Much I was buying it. Really? Mm -hmm. yeah. You were buying because it. you've seen stuff like this before. No, no. What you were saying about the scale? Yes, yeah, right. I think it might be an AI. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. It took the political compass. No, like, this is a this is no, well crafted by a person, and it's probably someone who is you know liberal, left, whatever the Canadians call themselves. They don't have Democrats or whatever, and they're it's their their version of establishment, communist, elite type, authoritarian across the board. And they were like, "What can we?" do to push back against this worker uprising let's do a popular message let's post into you know the, the city subreddit and then make people think it's a popular thing for a regular person mm -hmm. a regular person who's like honking your horns is terrorism mm -hmm. yeah uh, no but when black lives matter caused two billion dollars in damages and killed around 30 people mm -hmm. right. maybe then we can call it terrorism and I also love to, you know, to throw it to you, Julie, the, the January 6th. Oh, oh, the police opened the door and let people walk in the building. Terrorism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, yeah. Got a, they got a strong definition, don't they? Mm -hmm. And when protesters like literally broke down the barriers in front of the White House and were setting fire to the church across the street from it, that was not an insurrection. That was not terrorism. <laughs> the president of the United States had to be hidden away in a shelter, but that was not terrorism or an attempt at an insurrection. Right. Uh, well, in here, it's not just Reddit posters or whack jobs who are randomly saying that this is terror. You have our FBI director, Christopher Ray, who was designated January 6th as an act of domestic terror. They are comparing January 6th defendants to terrorists. Um, and so when you have this codified by your top law enforcement official, then, of course, that is how it goes mainstream. So you have 
Democratic lawmakers or even judges just just say, well, they were terrorists. This was a terrorist attack, and these people are terrorists. So then it everybody becomes a terrorist, right? Mm-hmm. Except for the actual terrorists, you mm-hmm. know, the people who burned down cities and, to your point, $2 billion in damages. Um, the FBI has arrested three times as many people related to January 6th than they have the entirety of 2020 rioting, mm-hmm. which is insane. Um, and you have uh, you have Chris Ray still lying about it, saying, oh, we're handling both events equally. Mm-hmm. When like, you, we can't read and we can't pay attention yeah. to actually what's happening. Just Just think about that for a couple seconds. You have people who caused, when we say $2 billion in damages, right. that's the maximum the insurance companies would, would pay out. It's not even the total amount. The damages could be way higher. When you have estimates ranging from like 26 to 32 dead in these riots, mm-hmm. they, they, they burnt down a police station and the police were forced to flee. Hmm. For three months, they were firebombing a federal courthouse. Mm-hmm. And there, there's no terror declaration. There's no law enforcement They're to stop dismissing that. charges against those people. They've already dismissed about a third of the uh, charges so, related to Portland. Just think about that for two seconds. And then you have, you know, the MAGA Meemaw types who went to the Capitol and the police removed the barricades. The police did that. And you see one cop fanning people. Mm-hmm. They walk in. Now, there was conflict at the tunnel. People were fighting, and we have mm-hmm. we, we had Richie McGinnis on the show. He's a journalist who was there. People were shoving with cops and fighting with them, right. yelling stuff. Yeah. But then you have people who are walking up to a door. The police open the door, and one cop can be heard saying, I don't agree with it, but I agree with your right to protest. As they all mm-hmm. come in, walking and bumbling about the MAGA Mima types, they're the terrorists. Madison Cawthorn spoke at a rally for President Trump. Far away from, you know, relatively far away. And they're claiming he was supporting the, he was involved in the insurrection. And the media is on, on board. And the law enforcement, our law enforcement apparatus is on board. When you have these two very clink, uh, very two distinct circumstances, you need to start realizing that they're at war with you, mm-hmm. that they want to destroy your life. And what I mean by they, I mean like there are elements in the FBI, not every single person, obviously, but you look at the political landscape. There are there are powerful connections between media and Democrats, and I'm not speculating. We've got the CNN story where the woman who worked for Andrew Cuomo then went became chief marketing officer at CNN and was hooking up with the president, and that whole scandal happens. They're obviously colluding in big tech as well, and they want to ruin your life. They hate you. And you just have the news this week that a top national news editor at the Washington Post has to recuse herself from her job, from her position, because she's married to the chief of staff to the FBI director, Chris Wray. So think about, I mean, so the incestuousness. Hmm. So you have a major newspaper who has lied about Russiagate for years and now is covering up huge stories like the Whitmer kidnapping, FBI kidnapping plot, and certainly has a huge spin on what happened. You know, Ray Epps, that's a conspiracy theory. This is the Washington Post. And then you find out here is she is married, a top editor married to the chief of staff, to the FBI, Matea Gold. So this was a great Paul Sperry uh, piece, investigative piece on real clear investigations. And he details the whole thing. And this man's father is tied to the Clinton machine. Like, it huh. just, you, you know, it just. It's a big the, club and you ain't in it. That's yeah. for sure. Right. You don't want to be, right? Well, a, no, no. We don't As George Carlin said, it's the same big club they used be. to beat you over the head with. Mm-hmm. Right. Once they get you in, they want to keep you in. That's why I don't want to get in. Well, I'd it, rather do it from outside. They're losing. They're, they're losing. The yeah, AP. people don't act this way if they're winning. 
The, People act this way in power true. when they're losing. Mm-hmm. The desperation. That they're that's right. They're like desperate. raiding James that's O'Keefe. Right. The FBI raid on James O'Keefe. I'm just like, wow, yeah. you got to be really desperate to pull a move like that. You do. And I mean, I think that that's one thing that our side or whoever side needs to realize. And I talk with this like people are friendly Smith. Um, when you are a political party and you're in charge, you don't act this way. If you are winning over the masses, if you're convincing them, um, you know, even 30 years ago, if you're a Bill Clinton and you're charming and you're trying to actually bring people together, or at least win office. But this is the, this is actually the last gasp of the left, of the radical left. They are, they're desperate. And this is why they are calling people terrorists. That's why they're rounding up Indiana Mimas. You know, this is why the media is so corrupt and they're, I mean, it's all falling apart for them. They mm-hmm. think that they're convincing us that they're winning, but they're actually losing. And so that's why they're, it's, it's going to get I've, worse before it gets better. I, I've, I've, I've heard that a lot. Meemaw. Like what is, right. what, what does that mean specifically? Meemaw. Like it just means like regular person or regular something? Old or like person. Well, I mean, there were older women there. Um, one Indiana grandma, the Mima, who went through the re-education camp from her mm. court appointed, uh, radical left, uh, attorney. And, um, you know, she was a grandmother of five, but there were elderly, older, not elderly, you know, 60 some odd year old women who were also raided by the FBI and charged with misdemeanors. So that's sort of the joke. But there were just average Americans and they were, it was very offensive for those people to be in the Capitol building. You know, I was thinking about this. 2023 is primary season. Donald Trump, presidential primary season, Donald Trump is already campaigning. Mm -hmm. He's already got that viral video where he's like, I'm going to be the 45th and 47th president of the United States. (laughs) And so we know what that is. Like if if you were to ask me, I'd say they planned that because he wanted people to know he's running. He wants the funds, the donations, the interest, but he doesn't want to publicly announce he is. It's very clever. Or maybe it really was just him and some buddies were golfing and he, and he said it, you know, because he wasn't, he didn't care. But this means. If Joe Biden is not going to be running for re-election, and I don't think he will be, we'll have to hear something in the next six or so months. Because for Donald Trump to already be gearing up, and he's doing his campaigns, he's got 122 122 million. The Democrats need to start raising money. If Joe Biden is going to run for re-election... He needs to start gearing up now, but he's not. Hmm. They, I don't think Joe Biden can win again. People hate him. His approval ratings in the gutter. We, had, what, what was the, what was the jobs report? Minus three hundred thousand. <laughs> Minus. Yeah, it was exactly. supposed to Wait, be. Did that happen during the lockdowns? Wasn't that like when that everything was, shut down? It was like yeah, that this, kind of figure. I mean, scary bad. But my point is, insane. if 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 it is true that Joe Biden will not be running for re-election, I think by like June we're going to hear an announcement of something's going to happen. Yeah. Look, Joe Biden. Timing, yeah. Joe Biden raised 1.69 billion dollars for his re-election or his election campaign last year. Is that correct? No, 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 no. You, 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 I'm sorry. You know, I have to correct you. Joe Biden and the DNC. It's raised it's, it's, it's um. Joe Biden uh, didn't raise the money. Anti-Trump raised the money. Yeah. But okay, so yeah, he yeah. 1.7 billion dollars, and the dude sat in his basement and didn't yeah, do nice. interviews. Mm-hmm. Does that like, include what was his campaign? The, does that include all the in-kind donations, billions from big tech who right. were censoring everyone, yeah. and probably not? That's yeah. scandalous. So what does this money go right. for? Trump raised 1.96 billion dollars. I he was at least out there running around doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so- Julie, does this strike Joe you as Hyden. anything? Could it possibly be anything other than political warfare? And how bad do you think it's going to get before the election? 
with the January 6th mm-hmm. all together. Yeah. I think it's going to get worse. Everything around it. I mean. Yeah, all of the stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think it is going to get worse. I think it's going to get worse in two ways. They're going to ratchet this up. You already see the January 6th committee. They're desperate. They know their 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 time is, is running down as mm-hmm. well, right? Their months are numbered because they're going to lose the House. Right. So they're going to do whatever they can. They're going to issue a report. Um, probably two reports. One is that both that will deal with the insurrectionist lawmakers. Mm. They're going to try to uh, suggest new legislation that will deal with lawmakers who act insurrectiony in the future. But also, they're going to tie this to election uh, integrity reform. Mm. And so this has been the basis of January 6th since the very beginning, to tie anyone who wanted election integrity, to tighten up the rules that uh, happened in 2020, to that's the report. That's it. That's the excuse of January 6th. Well, then we need all these reforms so this never happens again, that sort of thing. But I'm, it's also going to get worse. I'm sorry. It's going to get worse because the American people are going to find out exactly what the government did, government actors, agencies, political actors who helped orchestrate what happened that day and execute it. And that is going to be mind-blowing to a lot of Americans. So the, what do you, the, the Democrats are losing so much support. Right. Their popularity is dropping so much. They're not going to be able to pass any of this stuff. They're going to try, but they're spinning their wheels. But then they'll just have it out there, right? So it'll just be out there, these reports. It'll be like the Mueller report. They're still talking about the Mueller report. They want it unredacted. Like, what do you, what? It, but, it's over. But but you I, have I insane people on the left. You have millions of those people. Po- I mean, they still actually think that Trump colluded with Russia, right? I mean, you could tell them anything. They still think <laughs> that true. the Covington kid Very disrespected the elder yeah. and, you yeah. know, he should be in prison or something. That Kyle it doesn't matter. Is a yeah. You know, the, it's not just the left, the, the political ruling class or the media. It's their followers. It is their, it's millions of our countrymen who have completely lost their minds and they would be happy not just to have the January Sixers in prison, political prison, but all of us, they, I mean, this is what COVID exposed, COVID tyranny mm-hmm. is what the 2020, and it's certainly what January 6th says. You have Americans who want this to happen. Mm. So let me ask you, you seem to believe that it is going to come out how deeply involved the state was with yes. uh, January 6th. How do you think the American people are going to respond to this? And what do you think the government's response to their response will be? That's a great question because a lot of people say, well, who cares? You know, you're going to have half of the country who is going to believe from the beginning it was an insurrection incited by Donald Trump. But you are still going to have Americans. And I think this is sort of the whole Ray Epps thing that that has sort of raised a lot of red flags for people. Who is he? Why hasn't he been charged? Why won't the FBI or Merrick Garland answer who he is? So that's raised a lot of questions. But um, the government's involvement was deep and it lasted for months ahead of time um you had something called the fbi operation cold snap which was launched in the spring of 2020 to hmm. infiltrate militia groups who are planning these anti-lockdown rallies so a lot oh. of it goes back to lockdowns um they had informants in these militia groups we know that for a fact and um they were responsible for concocting and executing just like the whitmer kidnapping probe uh most of what we saw on January 6th, not just the government, D.C. Metro Police, Capitol Police, Muriel Bowser's administration. Um, it was a lot of, of independent factors, which is why they kept the Capitol uh, intentionally insecure that day, because they didn't want thousands of National Guardsmen there saying, hey, why are you throwing flashbangs into the crowd? You know, why are you shooting rubber bullets at people outside? Why, why don't we go inside? Why don't we put up the barricades? Why don't we close the doors if you don't want them? So... 
that that is why but they I, didn't have them there. I think the propaganda's failed. You know, okay. I, I think what we what, what we saw with Joe Biden's uh, collapse in popularity after Afghanistan, what we saw with you know the, the the ongoing Joe Rogan you know attempt to censor and everything, it's just not working. And I think regular people, they're just not falling for it anymore. Especially like we, we, we read that post from the, the lockdown critical left saying like, why isn't the left supporting the worker uprising? Right. The message is getting out. They can't control it anymore. I mean, CNN, MSNBC, their ratings are just abysmal. People don't care. They're not listening. They've lost what uh, Mika Brzezinski said. They, they've lost the ability to control, to tell people what to think. Mm. Right. You, you guys remember when she said yep. that? Yeah. She was like, you know, he thinks he's going to tell people what to think, but that's our job. That's economic. So <laughs> economic hitman, hitman war gaming here. That means that that's the first stage where they're trying to bribe. If the, if they think their propaganda is not working anymore, that means that their bribes have failed. Now they're going to go to stage two, which is assassin, assassination. So you like, uh, personality, well, not personality assassinations, but like, uh, what do you call it when they character try to take assassination. a character assassination? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Imprisonment, yeah. uh, against people's will unjudiciously with the Patriot Act, stuff like that. We're in that stage Dude, now. Dude, you guys got to understand how easy it is to, to carry out. So, so, uh, let me, let me slow down, start over. There was, they used to, governments all over the world assassinate. I mean, it's World War One and stuff yeah. like that. We, we, we know assassinations happen. But when it came to popular uprisings, there was a fear that you would make a martyr. And so, you know, if, if you read a lot of the history books, okay, so we, so we have to character assassinate. We have to make them not worthy of being heroes. But these days, man, I mean, first of all, there's that story. I don't, I don't know if, how true this is, but I remember reading some Reddit meme about the CIA's heart attack gun. You ever hear about that? Oh yeah, yeah. It fired that. like a frozen, like a dart with like a frozen poison that like when it dissolved would just kill you and look like a heart attack or whatever. Yeah, they testified under oath about that actually. Yeah. It's very, very easy to uh, assassinate and, and get away with it. It's, it's, it's ridiculously easy. People don't understand this. They, they think we live in this world where like, oh, they would be able to do that. They would be able to pull it off. It's like, dude, they find a homeless guy, they give him a weapon, and they just send him off on his way. You know what I mean? It it does raise flags, though, real assassinations, which is why they go with the characters. And why it's indefinite detention against, like, where Yo, people bro. can't even, like, speak out. They're but, but, in solitary. So you don't even know they're being detained. But this, this, this is why I bring this up, because the, the, they've lost control of the narrative. That freaks me out. If they like, what if, what will they do next? Mm-hmm. Look at the try to, to regain spread. control. When, Drone bombs over cities, like that's the third stage of economic when you have, full scale. Yeah, but they're not going to do that against their own. I don't cities. think so. But because you never think need, the government's going to do that against their own no, 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 cities. Listen, you listen, never listen. think that. Right, okay, let me let me let me make my point. They need you to work to produce things for the system which they want to control. It's like if somebody wants to own a house, they're not going to blow it up because they can't have it. So a crazy person would, and maybe there are crazy people in government, but the idea is how can we take control of this resource? We don't want to destroy it. They're willing to tolerate some loss. But my point is they've lost control of the narrative. So, you know, maybe powerful people, and I'm not saying the grand conspiracies or anything. I'm just saying powerful people get mad and they, they, they can be yeah, I think dangerous. They have a military bases all over the earth and they're afraid of losing it to China, the hegemony to go to the power to China. So they're desperately trying to crack down on American dissent to maintain the global military autocracy. I do not agree. Yeah, I, I don't think, think they're per- worried about China the at all. Per- no, they're they helping like China. China. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm getting, yeah, Joe Biden. Maybe it's we, a different we, level of people. We had, who, who, who do we have on who talked about Joe Biden's, you know, cabinet? Peter Schweizer, I think. No, 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 no. Well, we just had him on. Yeah, right, I mean, yeah. yes, he did talk about, you know, <laughs> Biden China. But we had, so, we had someone on um, a while ago talking about uh, Joe Biden's cabinet has somebody who is very, very pro-China and pro-trade with China and, and, and all this stuff. And if you look back at like the Clinton administration, there's all of those ties and all those connections. 
Yeah. Hmm. So, okay. Well, I do believe that there's a global movement to unify everything under like a socio-communist kind of um, corporatism. Borg? Yeah. <laughs> a Borgish state. Let's figure but out the acronym for that. I, yeah. I, I think that there are people that with American nationalists that are afraid of losing American control of, of the global military force. I could be wrong about that. But I feel like sure. people are des- they're desperate well, to maintain control. Yeah. I w- I'd like to ask you one more question. Um, just about uh, you sort of got into what you think the government's role in this is. When people start to recognize that, how do you think they're going to respond to people recognizing it? I think we're in a position now, let's say this was five years ago or maybe even 10. No one would, I think, accept that the government was capable of doing this, uh-huh. that the FBI, the intelligence community, uh, the national security state, that, okay, they'll screw around with people, but they're not going to actually have this full-scale operation to shut down what happened on January 6th and then use that to weaponize all of the tools of war against American citizens. I do think, and I think it does play into the COVID tyranny, that people are recognizing that our government is run, not just political leaders, but the people who populate these agencies, the nameless, faceless. I mean, they're Anthony Fauci's, but there's thousands of them who are willing to do anything. They know that they can get away with it. They don't care about your kids. They actually want your kids punished. They don't care about your business. They don't care about your future. They will do anything to keep a hold of power and to get rid of not just threats like Donald Trump or his family, his cabinet members, but even his 75 million voters. So I do think that people are going to be shocked when there's more information that the information already is coming out in these trials. This is why they've kind of delayed these trials. This is why they're keeping a lot of these men held behind bars because they don't want them telling their story. Mm. Um, but you can't do that forever, right? We learn from Russiagate. We've also learned from COVID. Mm. They can only get away with fooling people, concealing evidence, getting their narrative out there for so long before it just crumbles. And then everyone goes, oh, wait a minute. This was all BS to begin with. And Mm. it was we had really bad people in charge of it. Yes, absolutely. I think one key difference here, and I'm glad you mentioned Russiagate, because for me, that was really the red pill with respect to the deep state. Before that, if someone claimed that the deep state or that there was a deep state and it was colluding against the sitting president, I would have said that sounds a little bit crazy. Seamus, you're crossing anti-Semite point. Oh, that's right. The anti-Semitic point (laughs) of no return. How will you get back down? So so if you believe that there is a deep state, uh, a bureaucratic state, administrators and and people who work in government who are there Throughout various administrations and exert influence, you may be According right. According to this researcher, <laughs> you believe in an anti-Semitic conspiracy. Well, theory. she right. and she does research on TikTok, so it's very important of work. Of course, yeah. But uh, no, I mean it's it's true. And this that was a big red pull moment Huge. for me. But but the difference Thanks. here is that with the RussiaGate scenario, they were going specifically after people who were acting within the political system. Right. But with January 6th, they're going after ordinary civilians. So I'm curious about what the fallout is going to be here, because with Russiagate, they just stopped talking about it and it disappeared. I wonder if it's going to be more difficult for them to get away with that, given your average person feels more threatened by what they've just done here. Right. Well, they, they the, the feds raided some random woman's home. Remember that? Do you know about that up oh, in Alaska? They've, they've raided hundreds of people's homes. But yes, but they ran, but the un, totally totally uninvolved people. Well, they were there, but they had the wrong person. Right, right, right. right. 
Right. But I mean, they're raiding people. They're doing military style FBI raids with armed agents, pre-dawn raids with military SWAT teams. They have trucks with battering rams. They're not, they're, mm-hmm. by, they're aiming rifles at children. They're aiming them at elderly women. They've dragged a disabled veteran, Thomas Caldwell, through the snow um, and handcuffed him. I mean, the stories of what this FBI has done. And it's so it's not just the top of the FBI, right? It's throughout. It's every single well, they need enforcers. 56 field offices have been involved in this. And they are arresting people every single week. They're trying to get to, in my predict my prediction is they're trying to get to a thousand defendants by the middle of the summer so this could be the democrats huge talking point but to your point Seamus, this is ruining people's lives and it's not just the family that it happens to it's their whole neighborhood knows their company you know their co-workers know their church knows everyone sees this it is a war on terror not just um how the uh, tools of government uh, authority are being used but it's also a message to everyone you know you dissent this is going to happen to you yep mm-hmm. this is it's it's sounds so similar to the start of you know like the bolshevik revolution or you know the rise of the okay. soviet union these are the stories that i was told by my friends who grew up in uh, as children in you know communism mm-hmm. and the stories they were told by their parents about how people you know uh, it got to the point where if you said one bad thing about the party or the government, you were taken away. We're not there com- yet. We still have shows like this. But we often talk about when we compare things to history, at what point did people say it's time to leave Germany or or Spain for that matter? Spain often gets left out of these conversations, the Spanish mm-hmm. Civil War, mm-hmm. communists fighting fascists, and then you get military rule for like generations. At what point do you leave? What do you do? So many people thought it couldn't happen here, and they stayed in their countries, hmm. and they paid the ultimate price. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think so I'm telling you to leave, also, Seamus. Get no, out. No, I know. It's, you're always dropping <laughs> these weird Canada. little hints on me. No, but I think, I think it's not just about people. It's not just about people leaving. It's it's about people, the people who stay, knowing when it's it's time to fight to stand up for their country mm-hmm. and to say. This is wrong. We're going to speak out against you know, it. We're going to resist we, it. We got going for us here is that we're not coming out of a monarchy like the the Bolsheviks were. The Russian Revolution was fighting against a monarchy, so they didn't have much choice but to fight with physical arms. We have a democratic process of free speech and things like that in place that can protect our ability to diplomatically coerce the system. And you're right. And that's why I think one of the reasons they're they're scared losing narrative control means that this this upcoming election is panic mode for the establishment. It's mostly Democrats. It is many Republicans because the populist, you know, surge in the Republican Party is not something the establishment wants. But to your point, Julie, what you were saying about how they're ramping things up for the summer, because they're worried if they lose the House and the Senate, they're not just going to lose the House and the Senate to Republicans. They're going to lose the House and Senate, House and the Senate to Republicans like Lily Tang Williams, oh, we had on the show, we can only who is like, this country is becoming communist and we have to right. stop it. Or Marjorie right. Taylor Greene or oh, Lauren God, Boebert. Yes. Wouldn't that be great? And, and That's right. And, and, and that's what they're terrified of because it's actually happening. But we still have a very weak Republican leadership mm. in the House and Senate. And people are very afraid, even when they take over, that this current leadership will not be capable or willing to do to turn the J6 committee 180 degrees and aim it at the people who have perpetrated this. They don't want to expose it. It's the same thing. It, a lot of this goes back to Russiagate because 
how we got here is that nobody was held accountable for what happened yep. in Russiagate, except you, for like and, Michael Sussman, like big deal. He, and, and he Ukraine got his, Gate. And Ukraine. Yeah. Ukraine oh no, Gate. we've got yeah. the Vindmans, you know, now right. he's mm-hmm. suing Trump and he's like on CNN and so is his wife. Um, no one's held accountable. So it just got worse and worse and worse. And so I say we went four years from the FBI ambushing Mike Flynn in the uh, White House to ambushing the Hubers, uh, you know, ambushing veterans in their in their homes. It only took four years. But why? Because no one was held criminally responsible for what they did, which was perpetrate the biggest political fraud in American history up until January 6th. Um, and and everybody's off so far. You know, we've got some drip, drips out of the Durham investigation, but where's that going to go? Well, maybe... There's going to be a big surge in in uh, November, right. but not just that. It's the state elections, the governorships as well. And we are very, very close to a convention of states. The state level Republicans are very, very different from the federal Republican leadership. Right. So that could be something big. Mm. Some people have said it's a bad idea. A lot of people are saying a convention of states is a good idea because then the states can just take the power, change the constitution and make big moves. But I think the establishment knows that our processes mm. Processes that were set up by the founding fathers work and can save us. Well, they're not working now. I mean, that's for sure, especially. Well, but, I mean, there's been no oversight. I mean, there has not. The- uh, but uh, just to interrupt, I, I, I disagree. I think the issue is that culturally no one's been willing to stand up and use what's been given to us because they've right. been too comfortable and complacent. But now that things have gotten this bad and the narrative has been shattered, there are mechanisms in place that even the establishment can't stop. I hope that you're right. I'm a little more skeptical about that because I've seen, I see firsthand how, um, you know, no, everyone basically has been silent in the face of what's happening with January 6th. You're talking about not just, uh, the, the political end of it in Congress. You have this illegitimate committee issuing subpoenas and they're working hand in hand with the DOJ for contempt of Congress charges, um, et cetera. You have Joe Biden for the first time ever. U.S. president has denied executive privilege to his predecessor. He did it twice. He did it based on the fact that January 6th was so unprecedented and it went all the way to the courts. And what did the Supreme Court do? Okay, we're upholding it. So you have district, you have district judges, circuit judges, and now the Supreme Court, who's going along with the left because they're afraid. So there has been no oversight in the legislative branch of the executive branch, none. And it has to, but they, if they take over, they have to make sure they do it this time because they haven't done it. What has to happen is people need to primary all of these establishments, Republican types, and bring in more people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. I absolutely agree. I mean, I wish we had, you know, 230 of her that because she actually will do it and she feels passionate about it. Um, but there's still a fear factor there. And I'm afraid that if the Republicans do take the House, the Senate is useless. Senate's not going to, you could have a hundred Republican senators. They're not going to do anything (laughs) because they're all basically Lindsey Graham or Mitt Romney. They are. Um, so it has to happen in the House. Um, and they have to do the same thing. They have to go and zero out. They have to zero out DOJ's budget. You have to zero out the FBI. We are zeroing you out until we, you are done. We, you're done taking these. We're, the trials are over. No, we're not paying for any more prosecutors. We're not paying for any more arrests. We're not doing no more subpoenas to big tech. You're done with this. Will they do it? You have to do something that drastic. If people go out and vote in the primaries, go out and vote locally and make sure establishment politicians don't win, then yeah. 
it's going to be it's going to be crazy. Um, it's not going to be the apocalypse. That'll be if Trump wins again in 2024 right. because he's going to be off the leash. But yeah. if 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 populist pro-America types win their primaries and then the Republicans take the House and you get a large portion of the House Republicans as people who say we're done with this right. and it's time to go on the offensive for once, then you're going to see some pushback. You're going to see, I think, the establishment plan January 6th, done. I think you're going to see Republicans making a bunch of moves with their subpoena power. But it only happens if people go out and vote in primaries. Primaries, primaries, primaries. Amen. Well, That's no, right. I mean, it's true. It's such a disaster. Only our current Republican leadership could fail to turn the fact that the deep state has literally targeted their own constituents into a political advantage. It's insane. What? And you're going to watch Republicans in a few weeks. They are going to continue the funding of the government, the same government that is turning <laughs> the weapons of war against their own constituents and them. Yeah, exactly. Perfect example. The Congress, including most Republicans, just voted last year to give Capitol Police $2 billion more. What did Capitol Police do? They turned around. They opened up an intelligence unit for the Capitol Police. You know, the guys who, like, make sure you put your purse through the scanner or tell you, oh, the Capitol's that way. And there's, you know, cannon <laughs> office building. All of a sudden, they're like, they have a bunch of spies in this office and they're not only spying on lawmakers, their staff, they're spying on their donors. They're compiling dossiers. Well, why are they doing that for the same thing they did in Russiagate, Ukraine gate, name it. They, they have the authority to do it. They're unchecked. They're unaccountable. And they're going to leak that information to the press, right? So all of a sudden this summer, you're going to see terrible stories coming out sourced to anonymous intelligence officials, uh-huh. which happens to be this Capitol Police um, intelligence unit that Republicans voted to fund. Yep. It, they don't, they never learn. Let me, let me change the conversation and give people a bit of a white pill. Mm. You know, it's a little, little scary conversation. We're talking about all this crazy stuff, but I have a story about the waning power of the establishment yes. and interrupting scandal over at everyone's favorite network, CNN. In this story from TimCast.com, CNN President Jeff Zucker announces resignation. Zucker says he failed to disclose a relationship with a colleague to the media company, but oh boy, is it so much spicier than that. Mm. We have this story from the Daily Mail. Devastated CNN hosts defend Jeff, Zuck- Jeff Zucker's illicit career-ending affair with staffer Allison Golust. Brian Stelter blames Chris Cuomo for outing him, while Allison Camarota says he should not resign. Well, this is a, a really fascinating. Chris isn't done yet. <laughs> Cuomo's lawyer demand to see emails they believe will prove Jeff Zucker knew about his help for Andrew, his brother Andrew, that could cost the former CNN chief millions of dollars after sacked host forced him to resign. All right. Let me, let me, let me, uh, bundle this up for you guys. First of all, CNN's ratings are just in the total trash. Yeah. Oh, we, so the, the, the Tim Pool, Tim Cast podcasts get more viewership than CNN does by like two or three times. That's how, that's how bad CNN's doing. What happens is Jeff Zucker, you, you've got uh, Jeff Zucker who knows this woman, Allison, uh, what's her, what's her, what's her? Go Lust. Go Lust. For 20 years. Oh, wow. She works for Andrew Cuomo, right? Then she leaves to go work with him at CNN. Chris Cuomo is then trying to help his brother with this big scandal. They cover it up. Chris Cuomo gets caught, doesn't get reprimanded. All of a sudden, we're now learning that they're all in it together. They're all one big happy family. Jeff Zucker then comes out, fires Chris Cuomo. Chris Cuomo, it seems, feels betrayed. Like, yo, what are you doing? Like, come on, man. You know, Allison, she worked with my brother and we helped you out. So then he, then he publicly, he comes oh, out Fredo. and he says, Zucker was in a relationship with her and he didn't disclose it. So then he's forced to resign. I think there's a bigger scandal behind all of this. 
Because this shows that CNN is directly colluding with Democratic politicians, Democrat politicians. So that's, I think there's more to it than just this. And we're just getting the tip of the iceberg on this one. But CNN imploding in real time from their top hosts to the president of their company, to the connections they have with Democratic establishment, all being exposed. Let that be a good day for all of you to see the just this, the eruption in front of your in front of your very eyes. If they CNN was a prime vector for Russia gate misinformation for Ukraine gate misinformation and Kavanaugh. now and Kavanaugh and all that stuff and defense of BLM uh, rioting and all that yeah. stuff. Not only does nobody watch them anymore, but they can't they can't even keep the the, the ship together. It's sinking, baby. That's beautiful. I'm curious. So, <laughs> so uh, how many views do they get? So uh, I looked up. This is totally independent of these stories. I okay. looked up their ratings. Their total daytime viewership, 443,000 viewers. I believe it's number. No way. And their total primetime viewership is 663. So daytime is usually way lower. But this is a lot. Daytime is a lot, a lot of hours. But primetime is when everyone's tuning into the news. So they're only getting just over about a million views. But get this. They only get around 230,000 key demographic views per day. 230,000 people between the ages of 25 to 54 watch CNN on a given day. That's it. That's, that, that's how abysmally bad. So I was saying this before the show. I was like, yo, one segment that I do, that we do. So on my Timcast news channel, we average like 250 unique views and key demo views. One segment I do on my channel gets more than CNN's total key demographic daily viewership. Seamus said to me, he's like, stop bragging. And I said, no, 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 no. It's not because I'm doing well. It's because CNN's <laughs> collapsing. No, no. And, t- and Tim does all that without any sex scandals either. And like these, <laughs> these people on. can't even get a fraction of the viewership without doing something creepy. No, but it's, it's true. I mean, uh, it, it is kind of remarkable to see how abysmal their views are. And it's, it's, I mean, it's also a white pill. I'm not really, yeah, I don't want to get too, too down on Zuck, Zuck, Zucker for this one. Cause I think he really loved that girl. I mean, they've been together for 20 Ian. years. Is that right? No, 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 no. They've this known each other for 20 years. They, and they've been, Katie Couric said <laughs> they were joined like, at the hip. Yeah. So they apparently they're like friends. They were like friends. And only recently he sang, they started, you know. Ooh, so it's like a little oh, okay. will they or won't they kind of thing oh. for a while. Okay, right. so maybe he escaped they. the friend zone. What was that joke you had earlier, Seamus? I don't remember. You were like, uh, he said that he should have revealed the relationship sooner and didn't and you were saying like the oh my gosh yeah no she was like uh, it was a miscommunication she talked to management and was like he was like you know we're just like talking it's not you know what i mean he wouldn't define the relationship and she's like well i know who will well no yeah you were saying like (laughs) i'm gonna tell cnn the manager (laughs) goes to jeff zucker and says are you in a relationship with this woman and then she turns and goes that's right that's right that's right we were talking we're just friends yeah jeff he's like the the executive's like so what are you she's like yeah jeff what are we like what's uh what's this he's like oh and then he's like uh on his face real slow yeah. Yeah. <laughs> music yo this is this is a ridiculous scandal i think he, i think th- he's it's, like is this like an easy pass for him to get out yeah well he jumping. wanted to quit but yeah. here's the crazy thing they were saying this woman um this this woman uh allison golusta or golust was going poten- to golust was potentially going to replace him as president so this was months ago wow. they were like early mm-hmm. last year they they were like you know, she may be tapped to be the new president when he steps down because he was talking about leaving for some time. Now, all of a sudden, he's leaving because the whole thing is imploding. Yeah. So if nobody watches CNN, where do they get all their money from? I'm genuinely curious. You know, it's like a subsidy. 
it's but is, isn't it also completely yeah, insane, AT&T, you guys? Oh, yeah. Isn't it completely insane that the people who make all of their money lying all the time don't conduct themselves in an that's upright crazy. manner in their yeah, personal lives? Yeah, that's it's a weird so thing. bizarre. So weird. Who would have thought? You would think they'd be honest in their Who would have thought yeah, that, right? like, you can't trust people who you can't trust? People are calling for Brian Stelter to be fired or quit, yeah, resign. Why? Yeah. Because he was he avoided reporting on this, this ongoing major scandal at his own network that people have known about for some time. Well, he feels sorry for you. Was that him during that the Project he's... Veritas video? In their film? He's like, I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for you. Brian Stelter? Gosh. I believe it was Stelter. Oh, but they, 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 they confronted him in like, was it a parking garage or something? When you yeah, arrest... he's like, I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for he you. He's trying to get away. He's super couldn't. condescending. When yeah. you arrest a murderer, you don't cut off the finger that he used to pull the trigger. That's Stelter's the finger. <laughs> Well, CNN's though is the villain. Yeah, yeah. I, well, no, I'm I'm kind of joking because you could always terminate uh, Brian Stelter. If Can you imagine if he did wrong. report that story on air though? The president of this company, my boss, <laughs> is in a secret relationship <laughs> with the chief marketing officer. Everyone here knows it, but no one's saying anything mm-hmm. because we're scumbags. I feel sorry for them. Yeah, I feel sorry for them. Look, the bigger yeah. the bigger story is that CNN's one of the principal propaganda machines, and it's just like we are sitting we're sitting on the sh- here, here's here's what I want you, I want you I want you all to imagine this. It is a warm summer night. Mm-hmm. We're all on the beach. Mm-hmm. There's a nice At fire night. going. All right, okay. it's a nice fire going. It's 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 it's, it's not too warm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, your friend reaches over, puts their hand on your shoulder, and hands you a nice cold beer. And you all look off into the shoreline, and you see a gigantic ship that says CNN just sinking and in flames. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone holds oh up their drinks. Salute! What a great Cheers. night, <laughs> Tim. That's like all right. First of all, I cannot condone that kind I of know, talk. Right? That's really. Fun. <laughs> sure. Do you remember when someone made a meme of where they like photoshopped? the CNN logo onto a wrestler's head and yeah. Trump was punching it and CNN <laughs> and literally doxed him. Yeah. And then not only they banned the video. Yes. Them, they banned the video. They doxed this kid and then they reported on their own doxing <laughs> thinking it made them look good. They're like, yeah. we found him. He'll no, never no, do what, this what, again. We feel sorry no, no, for him. They, did, yeah. they, they didn't dox him. They threatened to dox him. Yeah. They said, we That's know his name. Right. That's and if right. And if he agrees to never do it again, we won't release his name. Yeah. And everyone was like, yo, that's crazy. Didn't Chris Wallace just go to CNN? Yeah, CNN Plus, that I think. Was, that was a good move. Yeah, well, he was just like, <laughs> I would like to jump on that sinking ship. That sounds and then, I, and then he did. Perfect oh, timing. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. You know, I, I, I wake up in the morning and uh, I get out of bed. I turn on the Keurig and it pours me out. We, we use biodegradable Keurig cups. They're, they're very, very nice. It's true. It's they're stuff. disgusting. And, uh, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> okay, and then I, I get my great. coffee and I put some uh, cream in it and then I you know, take a sip and then I walk over and I walk over to my computer and I press the button and turn the screensaver off and I see big story, you know, CNN ratings in the gutter, racked by scandal. And I just look up and I say, it's going to be a good day. Yeah, <laughs> and I get I to work, and oh uh, man, it feels yeah. good. It does because no, it does. It's, it's really, it's really, evil. yeah, it's really frustrating to see. Uh, you know, we can talk about the Joe Rogan thing where Brian Stelter is like, we have a newsroom and we try so hard, and people just trust Joe Rogan because they don't trust us. It's like, oh poor baby. It's like, you know, I love to see not? it. You love to see it, man. Yeah. You guys, they, they lied every every day about Russia. They right. staged, they staged Chris Cuomo's quarantine. Yeah. They pretended he was in quarantine. They lied. They know they lied. Brian Stelter knows they lied. These people are evil. Their actions are intentional. We all know it. And we are all gloating in their glorious sinking ship. Well, it's more than that. Uh, watching their glory. Yeah, yeah we're watching it sink. Here's the other thing, though. 
it's not as if they just lied, right? They have never acknowledged or apologized for any of those lies, even though they scolded you for believing that they were lying the entire time (laughs) that they were lying. And so I'm not just watching this gloating. I am genuinely happy that there are fewer people consuming their lies. I want to give a shout out to our good friend, Michael Malice. He says, white pill. After CNN decided to take on Joe Rogan, both the president and most popular host were driven out of their jobs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Mess with That's Joe, you got to go. That's right. There you go. I love it. That's perfect. I love when people are saying, uh, denounce the honk and you get the bonk. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> that, that conservative leader oh got ousted or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. a good motto. Yeah. Well, I think this is – so Ian was saying before the show that he didn't really want to cancel people like CNN. And I think that um, this mm. is actually a, sh- a form of actual justice, not yes. social justice. That's right. Because they've done nothing but lie. We know they've done nothing but lie. You can see Chris Cuomo coming up out of his basement when we know for a fact that he was in a fight with a guy on a bike in the Hamptons two weeks before. <laughs> right. We know he wasn't quarantining. We know they're all lying. They're just full of garbage. And this has finally come up and for them. And, yes, Dude, it does look, feel good. That they guy said, did call him they said, yes, it does. So, yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, he, he, was, he said that was like that. the N-word for Italian people. Yeah, exactly. It is. <laughs> saying, yeah. it's, it's not. But that's okay. very not. <laughs> not it's like very much not. It's not it's even like close. You're dumb. Oh, man. So CNN um, lied over and over again claiming that Joe Rogan took horse medicine. They all know they lie. Yeah. And when I see these posts on Facebook, they're like, Joe Rogan took horse medicine. And then I comment. I'm like, you know he didn't, right? Like, you know a doctor prescribed him tablets. And they're like, yes, but the medication in the tablets is the same medication they use for horse medicine. Oh, so I'm just making like, a point. Well, it's like, it, you know you're lying, dude. Yeah, like what 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 went into his mouth is horse medicine. What comes out of your mouth is horse crap there all you the go. time. Yep. Literally never an honest Ooh, word from these people. Tonight, right. Also, <laughs> wait, there's something. There's Yeah, yeah, fair enough. There, there was something I wananted to mention here, um, but my, my train of throat, thought Good. was derailed. So we got a story. We got a train of throat. My train of throat. Oh, no, I just want to say one thing about with, with Ian. To be fair, Ian kind of turned around on that point before the show about cancel culture one thing that drives me crazy uh is this left-wing talking point where they say cancel culture is just about accountability even though they're just trying to get like average working class people fired from their jobs or political activists they don't like punish for things they said 10 years ago and then when we're against cancel culture anytime we want someone to be punished for an actual crime they go thought you guys were against cancel culture. You think <laughs> you think people should be punished for actual crimes that they've committed or should be thrown out of the organization they're at Whoa. for actually breaking the rules? I thought you were against cancel. <laughs> I thought you were against firing people for 10-year-old tweets. What's the deal? We, Hypocrisy listen, much? Yeah. I, 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 I want to say, first, I want to I show you the story from Rolling Stone. Ian, I got bad news for you. Uh-oh. Oh, Crosby, no. Stills, Nash, and Young reunite oh, in removing oh, their God. music from Spotify. No! We support Neil and we agree with him that there is dangerous disinformation being aired on Spotify's Joe Rogan podcast. Dude, you guys well, support well, no, no, Neil, stop, stop, yes. Stop, stop. What information? What, 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 what did Joe say? What disinformation? You don't even watch the show. None of these people mm-hmm. do. We, to, to, to go off what you were just saying, Ian, we need to stop Stop pretending that these people are being serious. They have no idea what they're talking about. They have no idea why they're even mad. All they know is someone on the TV said Joe Rogan bad and they went, uh, I'm down for some free press. Yeah. And that's it. Well, I mean, to be fair, Tim, I think that their uh, target audience is most at risk for COVID. Yeah. Dude, it's so yeah. good so, seeing those that, guys that's together. That's true. Again, right? That's true. And, and, and you know what? Um, these are, the, this is the demographic that watches CNN. Exactly. So they it's see all, all the lies. People. They walk right into it. 
Look, man. Well, I'm gonna listen to it on I, Amazon. I gotta, so I, I, I gotta say, ding dong. Joe Joe came out. He did not apologize for his guests. He said they were credentialed. He said I'm gonna have these conversations. But he said he said this is really funny. He was like, I'll try to balance it out, and make sure we have you know a more established vo- establishment voice or something like that effect. Uh, the following show. So if they do at Robert Malone, they'll have someone else on. And it's just like, Joe, you're saying that the one time out of you know, a hundred guests, you have one critical opinion, you're going to add in another one of the 99% mainstream majority opinions everyone's already heard. Like, you know, Joe pointed out he had Sanjay Gupta and Mike Osterholm on his show, and then he had Peter McCullough and Dr. Malone. It's like, so you split it up pretty well, Mm. but they're not satisfied with that. So when he, you know, gives, you make some concessions and Spotify says, okay, they wanted a misinformation policy. We'll do it. It doesn't matter. Spotify came out and said, okay, okay, we'll do your misinformation policy. And now Crosby, Stills, and Nash join in and getting their music yeah, pulled. Get rid of it. They're not going to stop because they don't know what they're talking about. Mm. They are not talking to you, Spotify. These, 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 these activists are not saying, Spotify, we have a demand. They're saying, hey, guys, I'm yelling at Spotify right now. That's what they're doing. They're, they're not communicating with any of these people. They don't know why they're mad. They don't know why it matters. All they know is they're virtue signaling to activists they want to spend money on their music and give them press because they're has-beens. And then what, you, what ends up happening is you get 30 people on Twitter who never buy your product. And then the company goes, 30 people on Twitter are complaining about our product. Better pull it. They were never going to buy your product in the first place. So it's just frustrating when people keep giving in to obvious BS and they don't stop. When will people learn? When will anyone learn that when they come out and say, we demand you do this? If you go, okay, I'll do it. Ah, now we demand you do this. Then this. Uh, next, we want these things. We have this list of demands. It's never going to end until you say, shut your mouth. You're deleted. If as soon as, as soon as they said, pull my music, Spotify went, you got it. Buy, delete. Mm-hmm. And then Crosby, Stills, and Nash comes out and says, we're going to reunite. Say, have a nice day. You're old anyway. Bye. Just tell them to shove off. You know, look, yeah. I, I, I get it. Spotify is going to lose money. They lost share. Their shares went down because of the controversy. Many of these lefty, you know, people will pull off the platform. They knew that was going to happen when yeah. they signed Joe Rogan in the first place. So make no concessions. Well, yeah. Also, I mean, I have a hard time believing that before signing any kind of contract with Spotify, Joe Rogan didn't consider this possibility and ensure mm-hmm. that he would not be removed from his platform because some know-nothing celebrity said he should be. Yeah. I, mean, that, I, would, Neil, I would be very surprised if there's anything. <laughs> I really mean it. I could. I would be very surprised if there was anything that Spotify could do. Well, to me, this just looks like a bunch of old or out of touch artists who are like, oh, here's my chance to get two minutes of fame because somebody, somebody said India Ari took her music off Spotify Ooh. and Mary Trump. To, I have no idea. Mary, Mary Trump, Trump took her podcast that off Spotify. Big. Who knew she oh, had yeah, a podcast? News, you know what Mary Trump Trump does has a mean, though? What? Uh, for, for young people who want to, you know, try to get a Spotify account, upload some of their music, there's more opportunity. That's right. There's there more you go. For, you're competing for less audience. Self-regulating. Or for more audience, I should yeah. say. What's there funny about Crosby, Stills, and Nash is, again, exposing the hypocrisy of the left. These were the counterculture right back in the 60s, um, the baby boomers, the anti-war, you know, freedom, etc. And now they're just aged, you know, grumpy old men who are trying to, you know, cut down the young upstart. 
Um, it, it just, once again, the left is just full of hypocrisy. I and watched- these are the guys who, you know, 50 years ago were leading, you know, music's attempts to, you know, in the 60s, they were... They were powerful didn't, in terms of their messaging, and now here they are trying to. Didn't uh, I mean? Who would have seen this coming? But it just exposes what the left is. Didn't yeah. Neil Young have a free speech tour? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, I watched in him talking about COVID it. a couple of days ago, right. and he was like, "We we can beat this thing." His voice is way higher than you think when you listen to him talk. <laughs> we can we, can, we can beat it. I know we can. <laughs> we can do it. And it's like. What is he talking about? Beat this thing. You don't talk about like the common, uh, the a rhinovirus, oh, yeah. like we're going to beat this thing. Well, it that's just what is Tim's there. Saying. You know? They don't even know what they're talking right. about. I mean, they couldn't even put two sentences together and it makes sense of anything, but this, they got their headlines and that's all they care about. You just got to stop letting the, like, for whatever reason, people seem to think that the kid throwing a temper tantrum on the, on the, on the playground demanding that you give him the basketball is going to stop having temp- temper tantrums when you when you give him what he wants. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, when the baby starts crying and screaming, like the, the toddler comes in screaming, I want ice cream. You got to be like, you can't have ice cream for breakfast. And they'll scream and they'll cry. And then you just be like, that's, that's not doing anything for you. What if they're they'll still call you screaming dangerous, eight hours later? You're a purveyor of misinformation. Like, nope, sorry, no ice cream for I you, I used buddy. to enjoy my- <laughs> You're four years old. Was, when did you learn? My parents, learn? I was lucky that my parents would punish kids like that and they'd just isolate them and, and make them suffer and cry through the whole thing until they're done crying. But like, what if the kid keeps crying and keeps crying and they, keeps crying? They, they used forever. to beat the they kid. They can't. Yeah. Well, they eventually they, run they, out they, they need ice yeah. cream as fuel you know, to keep you, crying. Yeah, yeah. Run out. You know what happens when a kid is crying? I'll tell you this. When a kid is, when, when a toddler is crying, a young kid, you know, saying, I want something. And you say, well, you can't have it. And they keep crying and you walk away. You know what they do as soon as you walk away? Stop. They stop crying and look around to figure out where you went. Right. Why you aren't giving them attention. Because crying doesn't work. They figure out crying doesn't work and they'll stop and they'll try something else. So you can't. When, when, when the baby starts screaming and crying, you cannot give the baby what they want. You gotta you have to be a responsible adult and say, no, st- no, no. Crosby, stop it. <laughs> Which is exactly, <laughs> exactly. I understand why you're sad. Which is <laughs> literally exactly going back to our earlier story, why the truckers need to stay the course and why we cannot buy their BS about these people being Nazis or white supremacists or whatever because that is their temper tantrum. Exactly. Ignore these whiny babies. They're like, I haven't slept in five days. And it's like, well, I can't cross the border anymore, so deal with it. Yeah, well, and and here's the thing. So if you are one of these truckers protesting, you're actually giving them a good thing in the same way that a parent who ignores their child's temper tantrum is giving them a good thing because these left-wingers who are slandering you and making ridiculous accusations about you, as soon as they start to realize that those really aren't going to work, some of them, some small minority, maybe even many of them, are going to actually try to pursue real strategy for affecting the change they want to see in the world. And I think it's going to make them more responsible adults and it will actually reorient their goals away from leftism. So you're but helping them. I just want to say, I, I don't want to be over, to become better overly, people. Uh, I don't want, I don't want to seem overly pessimistic on this just because I'm frustrated with these weirdos. Let me see if I can, uh, pull up Joe Rogan real quick on Instagram because I want to show you guys something that's a, a total white pill. Is it just Joe Rogan on Instagram? Is it going to so. work? Yeah. Let's see if it works. Mm-hmm. All right. So where's that post he made? All right. We got this post from him. So one of the most important things about Joe Rogan's statement on Spotify is that aside from people like, you know, Tulsi Gabbard and Tim Dillon, who are very obviously fans and friends of his, if you scroll down through Joe Rogan's post, all oh, of these Yami people, 
Tons of people, tons of verified Instagram users are all like, Joe, we love you. You're the best. We're on your side. I was looking, I was reading an article and it was like, here's a list of celebrities who came out in defense of Joe Rogan on his Instagram post saying awesome things about him. And it's like Crosby, Stills and, Crosby, Stills and Nash joining Neil Young. Yo, you guys are on the wrong side of history, as the left likes to say. Joe Rogan's got mainstream. Look at Jewel. You guys know Jewel? Yeah. What, what, what's she's that? a beautiful oh, yeah. voice. Yeah. You're doing a great she job. She was on Keep a show, and it was so good. Yeah, she's good. I only yeah. saw like a couple hours. It's not like she's the biggest celebrity in the world mm-hmm. right now. Well, but B-list. you've got, look at all right of Right now, these, you have high hopes. Look mm-hmm. at all of these verified users. Some, obviously, we know. Hey, Christina Pazitsky. Who's that? Christina P. That's Tom Segura's wife. Well, there you go. She's awesome. All of the, there's a whole bunch of mainstream celebrities, UFC Jamie fighters, Kennedy, UFC yeah. fighters, who are like, Joe's awesome. Joe is winning this one, even when he comes in and, and, and can see, you know, uh, 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 seed some ground there. I'm not a big fan of it, but the point is, as much as it's annoying to see, look, you got Kelly Slater, blue pro, pro wow. surfer. They're just, they're not on, they're not on the side of these crackpots. We are winning. Free speech is winning. Right. The, the right to free inquiry, freedom of association, it's all winning. And as Michael Malice said, when CNN took on Joe Rogan, their president and the host of the biggest <laughs> show got ousted. So boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Victory. How, yeah. How wonderful. Can't, it feels right, great. Can't wrestle with that guy. I, I, I think, you know, uh, I saw a post, I saw, I saw a news story and it was talking about all of the celebrities cheering on Joe Rogan. And I'm like, that's the message people need to hear. Mm-hmm. That with all this stuff going down and all of the, these media outlets being like, oh, Joe did this and Joe did that. And these celebrities are angry. You got to see the bigger picture. What are high profile and regular people yes. actually saying? They don't believe in the cancel culture. They don't care for it. They're fans. They love his show. He's got 7.6 million views on his post. He's winning. Yeah. As Kevin, far as I can James. Tell. Mm-hmm. Kevin James. Kevin James. Oh, really? Out. Yeah. Kevin James. Oh. And how many new subscribers? How many people have never heard of him before? Before uh, this kerfuffle? Yes, exactly. Yes. I mean, usually this stuff o- always backfires too, which oh, yeah. the left never figures out. <laughs> so it's like, pick your fighter. This guy who, you know, you have people like, Grandma, wait, who's this Joe Rowe? All right, oh, I'm going to yeah. sign up, subscribe to him. Yeah. Um. Oh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Wait, what have they done for the past yeah. 50 years? Right. Nothing. <laughs> so it always backfires. So he's picking up new uh, attention. He's picking up support. He's picking up new viewers. And it it's just completely backfiring yeah. on them and, once again. I can't, mm-hmm, oh, no, ahead. you go, Drew. I was just going to say, I, I can't help feeling that Joe Rogan is right now the voice of populism, which is highly encouraging because to see all these celebrities being on board with him and then also to see all the normal people who completely agree with him very encouraging i do I think agree. that we are I, winning on this i one. just want to i just want to pull up this one more post to make sure everybody knows oh yeah oh, <laughs> from, from, boy. from the associated from the associated press Amazing. no evidence video color was manipulated in cnn news segment september 10th and then this post <laughs> showing cnn's version of the video with joe rogan makes him look like he's dying he looks like a smurf he does yeah <laughs> We didn't edit that. No, that's no, how, no, it's how it looked when we got it. Yeah. Experts People, say this was not yeah, doctored. Right. They're, they're, they're trying to argue that it was like, oh, but people looked on different devices, and that's why it looked that no. way. I took I, – I did the experiment myself. I took Joe Rogan's video on the same monitor, same computer, screen, and, and, I, and I played the video. I screen grabbed it, and then I took the CNN clip, and I screen grabbed it. And they, you can clearly tell they're different, by the way. I put them into a graphic uh, 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 illustrator program, vectorized the images, and then analyzed the color palettes to break it down. Whoa. And you can see it is manipulated. Clearly. Dude, he literally, in the top photo, he looks like one of those guys in the artsy hipster part of the city that dresses <laughs> as a statue and, like, stands yeah. around for money. He looks 
looks like that is not o- how a normal human looks without no, editing. No, he looks listen. like OJ, like trying to do his own video, but like he's got the camera in the Terribly, wrong spot. Yeah. <laughs> oh but, my god! But, but this is just the point. When all of these mainstream personalities, high-profile celebrities, and regular people are like, "You rock." The narrative doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. When the AP is like, there's no evidence, and then you look at it, you're like, yo, I have eyes. <laughs> it's literally, I can see it. I know. Who are you going to believe? Uh, us I'll or see your, your eyes. eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, one thing I wanted to mention, piggybacking off of what you said a moment, or to respond to what you said a moment ago, about the fact that um, they don't seem to understand that they harm themselves in their message by going mm-hmm. after these people because they end up promoting them. I think the reality is an infant throwing a temper tantrum or a toddler throwing a temper tantrum isn't all that concerned with the optics. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. if they got to the point where they could be concerned with the optics, they wouldn't be throwing the tantrums anymore. If it's, but if the tantrum's working, then why do you care? You know, like it works, it works. Exactly. And they've been spoiled for way too long and people are starting to go, okay, no, like I have to go to work. Yeah. I have to do my job. <laughs> yeah. right. I'm not listening to this. Think, th- think about what we're watching, right? CNN has a temper tantrum. Joe Rogan responds very calmly and, and positively and says, I'm a fan of Neil Young. It's great music. Sorry if I made you mad, guys. You know, we'll do better. Very adult, very mature. The temper tantrum doesn't work. Imagine you're watching. To, you, you go to an ice cream shop and you see one kid screaming and banging on the counter. Give me ice cream. Ah! And then the other kid is like, mother, if, if I get an extra scoop of ice cream, I promise to do my chores when we go home. You're going to be like, oh, that kid's very well behaved. And that kid's a little, little yeah, dishhead. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's no. what we're seeing from the outside. You're watching CNN have this tantrum and you're just like, they've lost their but credibility. But the reason my kids have perpetual, the kids who have the tantrums all the time have the bad parents who yes. respond to it, right? So that's the lesson. So as a mother, you know, then you don't, you walk away. You don't even engage the kid. Well, the kids who have the perpetual temper tantrums are the ones with the mom who keeps... Yep. Appeasing them, so this is what's happening. You there. Got it. You're talking you, about a bunch of toddlers like, and if you, bad look, mothers. Look, 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 if, like if you've got kids, away. if you've got kids, and and you know they're complaining that they want something, you got to make sure you get the paperwork drawn up, that the the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed, and you make them sign that contract, and you you litigate everything and say, hey, don't cry, don't cry. We do the paperwork. You want one scoop of ice cream? Well, I want the dishes done. So sign here. All right, initial there, initial there. All right, we have a contract. Here's your ice cream and. We'll get the dishes done. <laughs> What's awesome? Teach them a good lesson I about mean, how it, corporate world works. Yeah. It really, the, the longer the image is up, the more astounding. <laughs> like, like what, what kind of middle school shenanigans is that? Seriously. Like, I don't like him, so I'm going to make him look like Drax. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's the most obnoxious. Let's make him look ugly in the picture. Yeah, he looks ugly now. Dude, I remember when I, wa- I, I, when I first heard the story about how they, desa- they, t- they changed the color. I didn't see it from Joe. I didn't see it from anybody. I I was I was watching the CNN video, mm-hmm. claiming he took. It says he took horse dewormer right there from. They're lying, and I watched the video and I was like, "Yo, Joe looks bad." Yeah. And then I looked. I don't I, I want looked, that horse dewormer <laughs> stuff. Right, right. <laughs> Yo, it's so insanely obvious what they're doing. I feel like. You know, we're all popping out of the matrix and they're like, stop, no, don't. <laughs> exactly. People just started waking up to the insanity of the alive. I feel bad for regular people who are still trapped in there. Yeah. You know, and they think they think they think they're right because you can trust to you none. But how mm. do they respond? So, so let's say it's the case because trying to look at this from the lens of someone who still trusts CNN and maybe I'm giving them too much credit here with respect to critical thinking abilities, right? <laughs> yes. But if CNN put this on air, and they really didn't edit it. He just happens to look like he's from a different species in it. <laughs> but they didn't notice that and still want to air with it. 
That's almost just as bad because at the end of the day, you're getting false information as a viewer. So I'm really curious how the people who are diehard fans of this network or who are loyal to it would respond to something like Shamus. this or could respond to something they like this. C- CNN told me that they are the most trusted name in oh. this. Oh, yeah, they told me that too. And that's, yeah. and to be honest, it might be true and it's a low bar. It is very like, low. And yeah. they told me about that Apple. Remember that? This is an Apple. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember that. I didn't know. No. Remember right when Don Trump le- was elected, right? Yeah, they yeah. were like, "This is an Apple. It's just an Apple or whatever." And it's like, "We're not fake news. Like we showed you an Apple or something." <laughs> like, told you it was an Apple. Oh, they're building cred. I, I, I do remember yeah, when right. Don Lemon was like. Now, it may be preposterous, but was the plane swallowed by a black, black hole? Black hole, I know. And then, like, and then the lady on the, on stuff. CNN goes, well, you know, even a small black hole would swallow the whole universe. What? Yeah. I'm not it kidding, that worse. actually happened. Yes, I and I'm that. like, yo, first of all, there's no way a black hole swallowed the airplane. Second of all, a small black hole would not <laughs> swallow the universe. The entire universe, or else we wouldn't have a universe like that. Right. Or we wouldn't have black holes, yeah. just one or the other, <laughs> <laughs> you know? This isn't that complicated. <laughs> Do you I, think the jet I, got swallowed I, up? I, hold, wait, let me just, I just, I, I kind of feel bad right now because, no, you know, don't. we get more views than CNN does. Aww. We're punching down so we're Tim. Punching oh, you're right. <laughs> we're bullying we CNN. Are. We need to help That's them. True. No, how? We well, need to, we, we, we need to pull up the ladder. We should be constructive. Of. We should bring CNN on the show to help yeah. them get Ooh. more, get the word out about their channel and maybe, maybe they'll get more subscribers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bring John CNN on. Yeah, The man himself. Zucker has no ties now. Maybe he'll come on and speak all for us. He'll be like, I did the Photoshop. It was Microsoft. He, hey, wait, he wants revenge on, on Chris Cuomo now for costing him his job. Yeah. So Chris did here. that. Chris did that Photoshop. He's been messing with Premiere a lot lately. <laughs> what, if, what if he came in with like a big stack of documents and I was like, "Here's everything." Oh, done. Yeah. my! And it's like, like this is all like furry fanfics. Oh like, my <laughs> Wrong stack. That's why. On, on every story they've ever run, they have the truth. It's like when you write the news, you you write it. And then they write the fake version and archive the real story and then publish the fake one. And they're like, well, so remember that one story about Trump? Here's the actual story. We actually do. For reference. Right. Yeah, yeah, for reference. For reference. Oh my God. Well, it's because they want to know the you history. The you know what I mean? The exact opposite. You know, so I, I thought about how crazy it is with all the fake news. Think about how it's going to impact history. Oh, I know. And people are going to believe the that lies forever. It's going to be a hundred years. And they're going to be like Donald Trump was colluding with the Russians. That's right. I know. And that was and, CNN. Dude, remember, and, CNN was the first network. On January 10th, 19, what year was it? Not 19, 2017, uh, January 10th, 2017, they ran the, I think they won an award for it. I think they won a Pulitzer Prize about the dossier and the briefing that Jim Clapper did with Trump uh, and with Jim Comey to tell them about the Russian P-tape. Right. So this oh, is the, right. so this really launched the the P tape, the dossier. BuzzFeed also published it that day. But CNN was responsible for really launching Russiagate um, and legitimizing it, yeah. saying that Clapper and Comey had met with Trump and alerted them that they had compromise on Donald Trump. And so that's where that. That's where it started. Also, and so this is this is good karma. Yeah. Also, middle school behavior. Like, I'm gonna say some peed on him. Like he's just <laughs> complete <laughs> nonsense. School, yeah. Like complete disgusting nonsense. Totally depraved. How insane was that? That my, was my, absurd. Hold on. Do you remember the story from the Huffington Post yes. where it was like 
a tape exists of Trump somewhere doing something in an where, elevator. No, where he was, we don't know, and what he did is un, un, un you were but, unsure of. But he did it. But journalists know it happened, and they're trying to find out oh what. It's like, gosh. but again, millions what? of Americans still believe that that happened. Yeah, they well, still believe that there's a tape with Donald Trump at the Moscow Ritz with prostitutes urinating in front of him. They're like, yeah, that tape, that tape's there. Well, I got like, no, well, to hold never. on. Uh, I got to I got to be honest. I honestly do believe that Trump will have done something like that in his life, but. Whether there's an actual tape of it and the circumstances they've proposed, well, that's outrageous. Right. Well, the, but the, it, 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 the reason it works is because Donald Trump is a crazy guy. Yeah. Well, you right. know? yeah, no. He's got a and that's why I, people I, believe that's why he's got a they golden toilet, it. right? Does he? I don't know. Yeah, doesn't nice. he have a golden toilet? Yeah, in Trump Tower. Yeah, like I heard CNN that. Says. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I, I want to say one thing. You mentioned uh, history, and it's true that there are probably a lot of things in our history books that were just part of media propaganda, and we believe them today. However, I will say this. The New York Times tried as hard as they could to cover up the whole of the more, and that still came out. The New York Times also very much underreported mm. on the Holocaust. That still came out. So I think it doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen. But I really genuinely believe that when we need it, the truth does come out. But, but, but Seamus, think about what you just said mm-hmm. and think about the New York Times lying to get mm-hmm. us into the Middle East. Mm-hmm. They're still around. Mm-hmm. No, the I New know. York Times they are no, done all true. of those things. It's true. And people are still like, I'm going to read the New York Times. But that's like, also – maybe you shouldn't. I agree yeah. with you. But I think a big part of that was because prior to the internet, your average person who was aware of these lies because they found them through research couldn't point them out. Yeah. And it was hard to find. It was it was hard to research because they were the arbiters of morality and truth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But now we are in a different age, and information has been been decentralized. So, with that right. being said, smash that like button, honk the like button. One like is one honk. honk. Yes. And we're gonna go to super chats. So don't forget to subscribe to this channel, share the show if you'd like to support our work, and go to timcast.com. Become a member to directly help us out. Make sure that we can keep doing the work we do. And we're going to have a members-only uncensored podcast going up around 11 p.m. tonight. You're not going to want to miss it. Now, let's see what y'all have to say in the Super Chats. I think uh, there's a lot of honks. Yes. Wimplo says, honk. All right. That's a good Super Chat. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Bobby Bob says, good luck to the counter-protester. I don't think they will be able to be heard. You know what's going to happen? The counter-protesters are going to show up, and they're going to have, like, lefty signs, like, saying, down with fascism or whatever. But you're not going to be able to hear a word they say as the horns are honking. So everyone will assume they're actually part of the same protest. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? You know what I mean? Everyone's going to oh, be, hey, look, yeah. more people showed up. All right. Rec- Morrison says, it's cold up here. Hong Kong needs hoodies and toques. Yes. Oh, we should we, we, we should make a free Hong Kong sweater. And yeah. Oh, uh, Jessica did. Oh, she did. Yeah. Hey. She's looking at how go. much they're earning. They're doing great. And she oh, made, and a she hoodie. made a hoodie. Yeah. So and if, stickers. If, if uh, I kind of want to, I don't know if we can do it in time is the issue, but I wanted to send a bunch of the, the hoodies up to people. Yeah, that's a great idea. But I don't think we can get a made in time is the issue. Oh, maybe not. Because it takes like several, it takes like three weeks oh, to get them all, to get them shipped and sent. Because if you do a big order, but uh, you know, if you we need try. a hoodie, free Hong Kong. Uh, do, do, do they do flags? Oh, I don't know. I want to get a free Hong Kong flag. Oh, that's just yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll put we'll like we'll put up a flag post and like put it in front of the castle and just like have this big yes. flag. It's free Hong Kong. Free Hong Kong. All right, let's read some more super chats. Christopher Knowles says, "Blackstones, would you rather? Would you rather imprison an innocent person for a crime committed by a criminal, or imprison a criminal for a crime that never happened?" Is mm. that? Oh, I see what you're saying with Blackstone's mm. formulation. Mm. Yes. Blackstone's formulation. I guess I'd rather imprison the criminal for a false, for a crime other than the one that he committed. 
than an innocent person for a crime that he didn't commit? Uh, neither. That's yeah. confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Going with neither. Yeah, neither. Oh, I didn't know that was an option. It's, it's not, always but... an option, Ian. <laughs> it's always an option. I refuse. You to can play. reject a false dichotomy. Yes, whenever you do want. it. I don't want to see you held hostage by these kinds of Thanks hypotheticals. Yes. All right, Bill Cox. Too much about you. Bill Cox says, Tim, if the military intervenes without proof that the protest is no longer peaceful, they're in violation of Section 2 of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, Ooh. right to peaceful assembly. Honk. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, but I don't know if it matters at this point. Right. I mean. That stuff doesn't matter. Right. Look, it doesn't. January 6th is a really great example of it not mattering. Doesn't. On, uh, as Seamus mentioned, they went to the White House. They tore down the barricades. Yep. They set fire to a guard post. They set fire to the church across the street. The president was was rushed down to a, a security bunker. Injured federal agents. Bunker Injured boy. federal agents. Yeah, bunker, bunker boy. And they, 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 they laughed. Ah! That's right. <laughs> exactly. Dude. And then when AOC like literally made up a story, they're like, oh, she's so brave. You know, regarding the um, AOC lied about that entire story. She made it up. But isn't that telling though? Isn't that telling though? Um, there's something very interesting here. When Trump actually had to be rushed to shelter, Mm -hmm. he was in a vulnerable position. He didn't advertise that because I think real leaders know you should not advertise your vulnerability. Whereas AOC wants to appear as a victim, which is why she can never be a good leader. And let's remember what happened after Lafayette Square. They didn't call those people insurrectionists or traitors or whatever. Congress held two hearings against the police about what happened in Lafayette Square. Mm -hmm. All the rioting charges were dropped against those people, and they were attacking federal officers on federal property, leading to... In front of the White House. In front of the White House, (laughs) trying to jump over the fence. and um, But they held hearings in Congress, not about the insurrectionists, but about... Yeah, the, about uh, the police people and how were, they behave. People were literally like trying to break into the White House. Like, do you think you might have overreacted there in your response? <laughs> All right, right we remember got, that? Insane. Yeah, yeah, the press briefing. Yeah. We got Matt Price. He says, shout out to the guy that does Common Sense Soapbox. If y'all know who that guy is, you should get him on the show. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So Common Sense Soapbox is a second channel I have. It's a collaboration between myself and the Foundation for Economic Education. And we just try to do educational cartoons about economics. So we just released a video yesterday, which is the second part in a series we're doing, trying to illustrate the absurdity behind the philosophy that led to the lockdowns, illustrated through an analogy where characters are on an island. So I'd highly recommend you all check that out. All right. Reclaim the Frame says, if Trump were to win office again, do you think he would pardon those charged for January 6th? Um. Oh, I'm sorry. I just stepped right in there. I thought it was my question. Um. Probably. Oh, it is your question. I, yeah, I, believe that, I believe that he... I don't know. He says stuff and then he doesn't do it. (laughs) No, it's hold on, hold on. Let me back up here. Um, (laughs) I think that he probably will for, well, he'll go with his, with his friends first, anybody who got in trouble. And then I'm sure hopefully he will pardon the people with, who were charged with the lower crimes. But I think he'd have a hard time pardoning anyone who was charged with, um, Attacking a police officer, that sort of thing, even though those it, it charges is, are sketchy too. He's got one, if he gets elected, if he gets, if he gets, there's reelected, I guess, it's, or he gets elected again. Oh. That's a probably way to put it. Uh, Good he doesn't question. have to worry about a reelection. So right. he can just, he's off the leash. He's going to be like, rubber stamp, baby, I'm doing what I want. I hope so. I mean, he left a lot on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and he, he left us with, he created a lot of problems and he left left yeah. us with a big mess. And I'll say this, even though Trump has certainly not kept all of his promises, he would probably see it as, as, as his prerogative to make an example out of the people in the deep state who I went guess. after him and his yes. followers. So yep. I think yep. there's some reasonable hope that he actually would pardon. I have none of that hope. 
I, I, I don't right. like the superhero worship. I think he's like just a corrupt dude that I, well, I don't wants exa- power. Sure. So, but, but even feeling that way, I think the deep state is such an obvious enemy for him that it would be a really straightforward move if that makes sense. But they just kill the president when they try and oust the deep state. Like Kennedy, if, if, if you try and take out the FBI director who's been there for 40 years, they're like, no, yeah, no, this I, is my government, dude. As, you're only here for Trump, eight years. As much as most people probably, you know, look at the JFK thing and kind of like, you know, roll their eyes left and right, it is still getting a bit speculative. To, to, we don't know exactly what went down with any of this I stuff. Know. The official story is... One know. guy did it all. And then and, that story the is nuts. Is, the, the, I know. It's man. really interesting. They, they found Oswald up in the in the it was a school or something where he worked, or whatever. and then but it was like forty minutes after the execution, and they found Oswald eating lunch in the building. And then upstairs in the same building, they find his rifle with ammo. He's just chilling, as if he put it there. What idiot well, would, and, and would didn't assassinate a president and then hungry. leave his gun and he was walk? Hungry. Well, also, yeah. Yeah, he's like, "What are you doing? I'm a patsy. I'm being a patsy." <laughs> well, I think he loaned the gun to a group that had been doing some like pro Castro stuff and they were like hey let us borrow your weapon I, I don't know yeah. conspiracy. I don't know about all that but, I, but yeah. I will say this when somebody assassinates a political leader especially the president of the United States like they usually make a big deal out of it and tell people what their political demands are they leave a manifesto um some not what happened here. Very strange. It, it's a, I, it's a very unusual situation. I don't think we have the time right yeah, now that's in fair. Super Chats that's to, fair. to, to, to litigate fair. the entire I'd love to see Trump go after the deep state is my point. I just yeah. don't yeah. see it happening, but I'd like to see it happen. Well, uh, I'll happen. just say whatever ends up happening in the future, I hope everybody stays safe. And I do think you know we always need to remember that the honking is working. Hmm. Nonviolent civil disobedience is extremely effective. The, the establishment politicians are freaking out over the great honking. And we have a chance with the upcoming primaries to get in a bunch of uh, America, you know, uh, pro-America individuals who push back on the establishment. I think that should be our focus. So let's read some more. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Jay says the honking reminds me of that uh, of that of the hype that came with Untitled Goose Game. Someone should alter that game's <laughs> logo to take the uh, circle cross out, fly the honk and confuse the sheeple. Have you guys played the goose game? Yeah. It is one of the best games ever. You so, play as a goose I, I just and you just run around actually. causing mischief. It's you are a, a goose? You are a goose. And you well, like, on what platform? Oh, every, uh, every platform. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, like, it's a, it's like a video game. Yeah. It's, uh, um, not video. It was like an isometric that. top down. Yeah. And there'll be like, there's like a guy and he's farming and you run up and just like honk at him and he gets scared <laughs> and then like he drops his pail or whatever. <laughs> and, and then you run around. Pail. There's like a little kid <laughs> and you can chase him honking and the kid's freaking. It's, it's just so much fun to be the goose. Honk. <laughs> Everyone loves saying honk too because honk was already a meme and now people are honking and it's like honk, honk, honk. Honk. <laughs> All right. Vasht says, I mean, if you want the honking to stop, you just got to stop the mandates. You don't even got to think about it, bro. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Trust the experts. Yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. truckers know what should be going in their body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, man. I like what you said. Just comply. Yeah. Nathan says, heading into work, wanted to get a shout out to Anna for our second wedding anniversary. Nice. Oh, that's lovely. Good for you. Warms my heart. RVDL says, honk. Let's get back to work. <laughs> All right. A- AWM says, I see Ian rolled a 20 on his first statement. Oh, I felt that too. <laughs> That's critical. You ever play D&D? Uh, Julia, have you played no. D&D? I did not no, think I'm she... Sorry. If you roll a 20 on a 20-sided die... This, this oh, side okay. of the table it's is a critical the critical success. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, yeah. no ba- ba- I, I avoided those So people. basically... They were way in, smarter than I was. In D&D, if, you're, if you want to do something and you roll a 1, it's like the worst possible failure. Okay. And then if you want to do something and you roll a 20, it's like, you've done it. P- perfect mm. success. So the joke is Ian made that he often makes statements that are either a one or a twenty. 
Oh, well, now you tell <laughs> I'm me. I'm all in. I swing to the fences okay. every night. All right. Now I'm going to, I'm going to have that. I'm going to say it before we're done. You're going to get a one or a 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll, we'll hit a 20. All right. Hit a 20. Hit a 20 every time. Um, can I give a quick shout out to your biggest fan, Liz Sheld, who is oh. also my podcast partner? We only have a few million less listeners than oh. you do, <laughs> yes. but she listens to your show every day and she told me what I had to wear today. So oh, nice. oh, what the free, the one sixers? Or? Yes. Well, actually she wanted me to wear an ACDC shirt or Van Halen. So <laughs> oh, sweet. I had a Def Leppard one, but I wore this instead, but what's the podcast? Oh, what's the show? It's called happy hour with Julie and Liz. It's just basically to amuse ourselves, but cool. um, she, she loves, she loves all you guys, but awesome. All right. Let's, let's read There's some more here. Free promo for her fan fandom right on camel of the mojave says Karl marx got old and acknowledged that capitalism solved all the problems he complained about when he was young and uh and as people not to pay attention to his manifesto is that true sounds like something somebody would say to like smear a person they didn't like don't know i don't know that makes him sound way cooler to be honest yeah it does but didn't people like say a bunch of stuff about a bunch of figures like well actually deathbed conversion story type things are pretty common yeah yeah all right. Cox says, one like equals one honk. Yes. Honk from Saskatchewan. Stand together and we will free our children. In the last five months, I have gone out zero times besides work and this. Yeah. All right. You're here. Oh, no. All right. Let's see what we got. Daniel says, Ian's AI Reddit poster idea was a cartoon skit worthy. So There's like funny. one robot. It's like Brainiac from DC who's just like, I will control Reddit to control <laughs> the world. It's not far <laughs> left enough. I need to Why would you want to control Reddit? Superman like breaks into Brainiac's headquarters and he's like, Brainiac, what are you doing? I will control Reddit and take over your planet. And he's like, no, I can't stop him. It's working. All right. Phil Gowen says, Tim, do you recall when activists seized the Canadian railways in 2020? Reservations were demanding RCMP, not police reserves. Were, were, uh, reservations were demanding RCMP, not police reserves. But were, uh, but were the the upset with lack of policing? Look where Trudeau stood. Some, uh, I'm, I'm not sure I'm understanding it correctly because of some grammatical issues. But uh, I do remember when there was a big protest with the uh, the reservations and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just obvious that there's great double standards here. I mean, you know, you gotta, you, you know, you gotta think about it, bro. Yeah. Eric Miller says, look up Mao's great, the great leap forward and compare it to the great reset. A lot of similarities. Mm. Yeah. They actually, someone pointed out that they're actually calling this year one or whatever. Oh like what was that? Pol Pot year zero or whatever. Yeah, year zero. <laughs> a lot of them. Are the they really who's calling this year one? People were saying it's like year one, you oh know, a- after the pandemic or something. I believe it. I was thinking about yep. changing the year to like 13,000 and making zero the day that the comet hit. Twelve thousand eight hundred years ago, when the comet hit North which America, one? there's so many stuff. Which, which end one? of the Younger Dryas <laughs> period? No, which comet was the that? one that caused the Missoula flood? But there was what's what's the name? I of don't it? know the name of it because I, I I probably could remember what, no, what you're talking about by the name. Oh, because oh, nice. I read I was reading something really cool that, that uh, they were saying that like uh, gravitational shifts aided in the slamming of the the, oh, the the you know the meteor that killed the dinosaurs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Crazy stuff. Oh. Who knows though? We are we are but small specks on this planet, thinking we know so much. All right. Well, I know so much. I don't know about oh. you guys. Oh, wow. Okay. Mavis says, Tim, you're right I'm about the Democrats being desperate. I saw an ad on YouTube today featuring Pelosi begging for money because Republicans are out raising and outspending Democrats. Right. That is correct. Money for right. what, though? What are they spending this money on? 
Who, Political Republicans? Ads? Yeah, $1.6 billion, for instance, that oh, Biden, Biden raised. Oh, Biden. Yeah, on, on ads. Yeah. Ads, just TV ads? Ads. It, it's it's mostly advertisements, but there's also consulting. There's Consulting. Stuff. That's where it gets like, it's such trash. Like, hey, how you doing? Good. Thanks for, how are you doing? Thanks for consulting. Yeah, but, but political consulting is real. They'll, so they'll yeah, call a firm be. and be like, we're trying to get, you know, middle class white men. What do we do? And they'll be like, so we've got data from the past five elections. Here's what we're seeing. Here's the media. And they pay for it. But uh, a lot of it's ads, buying advertisements. And that's why when Michael Bloomberg was was running, it was crazy YouTube ads. YouTube yes. ads was just. Oh, everywhere. I, we did a cartoon yes. about that for Freedom Tunes. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, that. That was crazy. They were really everywhere. It was like, if you were on YouTube, you were like, all of a sudden, I have a lot more money than I should have had because Michael Bloomberg dumped, what, like $500 million? Oh it was like $100 million to digital. But when it, this, 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 I'll tell you this, you guys, this election season is going to be so intense, 2022. Mm-hmm. YouTubers in the political space are probably going to make like three or four times as much money as they normally do. Really? Yep. Interesting. Every, every ad slot will be filled. It's going to be nuts. And then, but it's going to be nonstop for, for, uh, in the middle of this year, we are going to see political ads. Like it's, it, it's already going to start probably. I mean, you're talking about Nancy Pelosi already. The midterms are this year. So from like this point forward, we're going to see a dramatic increase in revenue for all YouTubers and all websites. And then 2023 is presidential primary. And it is so intense right now. Mm-hmm. It is going to be, I mean, we're talking about fifth generational warfare. It's, we're talking about yeah, propaganda. It's going to be war. crazy. You know, I was money feeling, is the people going to be smashing the getting the silverware and bailing off the Titanic. That's what that makes me feel like. People sc- scraping for ad revenue, talking about politics. Well, because it's not just congressional races. I mean, you got governors' races in every major state. You know, that's right. In the Midwest and Florida. I mean, you've got Georgia. So it's not just those congressional races. It's I mean, people are going to be inundated. I wonder what Republicans are going to spend all that money on, though. That'll be interesting to watch. Ads, billboards. But where? I mean, Super it'll Bowl just, commercials. just I don't know. what they're doing, their what their money. message is going to be, Starting where they're going to target it. That'll be interesting. Man, I don't know. DBZ Dragon says, reading constitutional law has taught me one thing. It is important to read your Bible. But why is that? Huh. Why is that? Seamus, do you have any insights on why that might be? With constitutional law? I mean, why, why, why that would lead someone to say read the Bible? Yeah, like Blackstone's formulation. That's right? true. Yeah. That, that was, part of it. you know, when I read that, I was kind of like, wow. Yeah, well, Jordan Peterson talks about how the Bible laid out how it was possible for a slave to have as many rights as a king, which is one of the things that they did put into effect. This is one of the laws laid out in the, even in the Old Testament, which the left loves to knock. Brian Beatty says free Honkistan. Free Hunkistan. Hunkistan, huh? Hunk. All right. Matthew Hammond says, can we get Mark Levin on to discuss Convention of States? He wrote the book, The Liberty Amendments, that discusses what needs to be passed in a Convention of States. I'd love to. I mean, he does his own show, but he's on Sundays, though, right? I think so. I mean, I I would be honored. That'd be great. It would be an honor and a privilege. Antonio Gonzalez says, Borg, Bolsheviks operating for repressive governments. (laughs) Ha ha. I love it. The Borg. A Borganization. That word came into my, yes. my thoughts the other night. <laughs> Bobby Bob says, the year is 2030. The resistance is pinned down. From over the hill, Lily Williams appears on horseback. <laughs> robes yes. flowing in the wind. Gold AR held above her head. Freedom! Yes. She rides down the hill and the battle is won. 
Oh my gosh! But how old crazy. is Lily? It's twenty thirty. It doesn't matter. Eight years. It now. doesn't <laughs> matter. She no. She will be there. She is fine. She's, She's never gonna I, die. I didn't say she wouldn't. I'm okay. just saying, is it going to be cyborg Lily? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, enough. fair enough. Yeah, okay. she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna be like she's gonna have like a, a, a cyborg. You know, she's gonna have like a laser gun on her arm. And yeah. One eye, yeah. and That's she's so gonna great. be like, I am freedom. Yes. <laughs> Williams. Clint Torres says, "Go lick a boot." Now there's a T-shirt. Go lick a boot for our Canadian oh, friends. That's ah, hilarious. Go lick a boot. So many good T-shirt ideas. <laughs> Maybe we can get a, a, a website like you know uh, the, the really best political shirts dot com best. or second we're not <laughs> second best. Okay. No, maybe like shirts. even better political shirts dot com or like t-shirt. better than that other guy's website yeah, dot com. That's too long. <laughs> <laughs> better than the other guy's t-shirt website dot com. Perfect. Tiger says you wear a mask for so long you forget who you were beneath it. Mm. V. Well, actually, I'm pretty sure it's Alan Moore, but still a good quote. Molan Labe says, it's not just January 6th defendants. It's also two-way community with arbitrary ATF rule changes. Guntuber CRS Firearms was just arrested and charged with seven felonies for a, for a drawing machine gun and obstruction for getting married. Please look into it and spread info. Whoa, that's crazy. What? Dude, I'm telling you guys, it is going to get really, really bad this year. It's going to get really, really bad. Mm-hmm. They're going to go after soft targets first. Uh, easy, you know, political activists, members of the two-way community especially, they're going to do everything they can to try and shut these voices down. People in media will probably get censored, but it's really, really risky for authoritarians to go after prominent voices because it creates a splash. Mm-hmm. And that can create a massive ripple in dissent. So what they'll do is, when you look at the censorship on Twitter, here's a really easy way to understand this. All of the regular people with small accounts who are tweeting learn to code were getting banned. Mm-hmm. When I tweeted learn to code, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I tweeted learn to code several times. Like, let's see it. Come on. They wouldn't, they wouldn't take me down for doing that because it would prove everyone right. But these smaller accounts that had no, that didn't have that many followers were disappearing one by one. And I met a lot of people at these events. They were like, my account suspended. All I did was tweet learn to code. Because if you're, if you're, you know, if you don't make a big splash, they'll come after you. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's, that's the crazy thing. And what they do is they erode the base. Then in five years, when the right. base is substantially weaker, then they can get rid of, you know, everyone else. All right. Darius says, Tim, I think you may have missed mine or I missed you talking about uh, mine last time, but look into CRS firearms arrested for selling bottle openers with diagrams of auto sears. Really? Mm. It's like arresting someone for sharing knowledge. Crazy. That's crazy. That guy says, I can't help but notice that the latest CNN scandal headline repeatedly uses the word consensual. I guess they're trying to push the new narrative that at least the newest scandal wasn't criminal. <laughs> Yo, how many scandals do they have now? So many. Month? That's kind of crazy. Well, I tweeted that I really thought it would be lies that took CNN down, but apparently it was going to be a mass inability to keep their freaking pants on. Yeah. It's disgusting. Isn't it crazy that like uh, far left people like aren't really sexually moral? I don't know. It's just I don't know. That's all right. We like got it. that's crazy. Hugh says, uh, "Longtime listener Tim, love your content. You help me find meaning in this meaningless world. Get Kim Iverson on your show again. We, we have her. had her on the show, yeah. and I think we're going to have her on the show again, right? Yep. Yep. She she is the like moderate lefty person who recently tweeted she's voting straight ticket Republican because she's sick of the mandates, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, wow." There you go, man. More and more people are like, I am done with this. We should have her and Batya together. That'd be really cool. That'd be so great. Super cool. Uh, Artindi says, hey, Tim, I saw Will of the People and it inspired me to turn it into a mini video game. 
It can be played for free in browser on itch.io under the same title. Hope you all enjoy it. Ooh, you want to check that out, Ian? Yeah. Itch.io, will of the people. What is it? Itch.io? Itch.io. I-T-C-H. So we're, uh, we're working on a sequel to Will of the People called Pain. And we have a lot of the instrumentation done already. I just got the, uh, a, a mix. And, uh, I, I probably shouldn't say it, but I'm, I'm just going to say it anyway. I, I hit up Phil Labonte and asked him if he wanted to help with the, the lyrics and the vocals. And he said yes. So yes. I don't know if he can though, but, uh, that'd be really, really cool. I would be, it would be an honor and a privilege to be able to work on a song with the, the legendary Phil Labonte. So that'd be super cool. It's a video game, you said? Yeah. What do you do in the game? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, well, I'm just looking at it now. It would be cool if it was a text adventure game. I like yeah. this from back in the day. Oh, yeah. Like Zork. Yeah. All right. Deli Opless says, Tim, why does your impression of Chris Wallace sound like your impressions of Mitch McConnell? Because they're both turtles. They're the same person. <laughs> right? I, how, would you, how would you do uh, either of them, Seamus? You know what? I don't have an impression for either of them, if I'm honest. How could Seamus you can't not? do it. I, I guess can't do it. He just doesn't have the skills to pay the Look, bills. I'm just, I have the skills to pay the bills. I just, I can't keep giving it away for free. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. It's I haven't, honestly, I haven't heard either of, either of them speak in a while. They're just, they turtle voices. They're just like turtle boys, like, kind of like that. I don't know. That's just Chris Wallace. Just talk like this, kind of. I'm Mitch McConnell. I'm Mitch McConnell. Am I not enough for the yeah, McConnell club? And I, I, you know, to be honest, like, Chris Wallace is more turtly than Mitch McConnell is, but I, I when I do Mitch or McConnell, turtle. I make him very turtly because like a turtle. I have just, like, disdain for the man, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. All right. John Witten says, all they have to do is park the trucks nose to tail, side by side, lock the doors and walk away. And it would take the government a month or more to clean up the mess. Oh, man. Yep. That's no joke, man. Rob says, did you forget The Rock also commented on Joe's post? Come on, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Rock, man. It's amazing to see. That's victory, man. When The Rock, yeah. is, you know, when The Rock's, what's what's the saying? What's The Rock's cooking or whatever? If you can yeah. smell what The Rock is cooking. Yeah, can you smell what The yeah. Rock is cooking? I smell it today, Rocky. Freedom! <laughs> I, I think. I don't know. Or he is, wants is, to go on the Rogan experience. No, I think I think what's happening is these celebrities are, are relatively vapid individuals, but they're realizing Joe's winning. Yeah. And so they're like, yo, I'm going to be with him. Like, we always loved right. Joe. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. mm-hmm. They're like, if I'm going to do a new movie, I need to go on his show. I'm going to be nice to that guy. Yep. Uh, bon Johnson says Tulsa, Oklahoma frozen over. And my boss told me the roads were clear. Saw cars smashing into divider wall, turned back. I got stuck a mile from our house, currently walking back home and watching the show. Hey man, don't, Whoa. don't freeze to death. Be Stay careful. safe. Try that dragon beth- breath, that Vim Hoff method if you yeah. need warmth. Is that, is that, is that the secret? Yeah, sharp what? inhalation, then a strong exit. like. Breath <gasps> of fire. Yeah. <gasps> you do that for like a minute straight and. Your body temperatures. Apparently, you go into like a psychedelic trance. You do it like six or seven seconds and your body temperature really? will kick up. Yeah. Michael Williams Jr. says more Hong Kong talk about American convoy. I want to see it. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Free Hong Kong. <laughs> click the link in the chat. Free Hong Kong. Go to TimCast.com. Click the store and get your free Hong Kong shirt. <laughs> it's like kind of hard to say if they're really enunciated. Otherwise, it sounds like you're saying free Hong Kong. Exactly. Yeah, I know that is what I thought you said. Free Hong Kong. Right. I was like, Just free what's happening Hong in Hong Kong? Kong? What am I missing? Kong. Right. Free honk, honk, honk. It's got to be honk, honk. Declarative. <laughs> I got a shout out up there. Where? Someone said Jordan Peterson's the man. Yes. <laughs> Ridiculous said it. Thank you. It's so you know they have that, that that AI that can generate someone's voice. Mm-hmm. Like they made they made one of Joe, Joe Rogan. They took it down, but that's that's actually kind of crazy. If I was someone like Jordan Peterson, I would be really scared of people like Seamus because Seamus could you know. 
say a bunch of crazy things and then just put it on a video and claim it was Jordan Peterson. That's what I do. Every, everyone would believe yeah. it. Really? That's what I do, yeah. Yo, this is... Wanted. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I just saw this. <laughs> Tony says, Dave Portnoy is officially suing Julia Black and Business Insider for defamation Ooh. in response to the most recent hit piece published today with Penn earning call tomorrow. Dave Portnoy, you're the yes, man. I, I wish you, I wish you victory and great fortune in going after. I read that story. It, it was absurd. I heard what Dave said. Yo, these, these people are unscrupulous. They publish fake news and defamation and they think they can get away with it. And I'm, I'm glad to see Dave is pushing back. Don't screw around. You know, don't, these people should not be screwing around. And I, I hope Dave wins. They, they smeared him. Uh, it's it's been a while since I read the story, but it was just so dumb. They do these things where like someone claimed it was true, therefore it is. And then he came out and he was like, "Hey, I can rebut this," and they don't take his comments and stuff like that. It's all dirty, dirty games, man. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, smash that like button because one like is one honk. Honk honk. Go to timcast.com, become a member, help support our work. We're gonna have a members only show coming up for you around eleven or so p.m. The uncensored version, extended, extra half an hour of the show. And you can follow us at Timcast IRL basically everywhere. You can, uh, again, subscribe to this channel on YouTube. You can follow me at Timcast uh, on, on Instagram or any, uh, and anywhere else. Julie, do you want to shout anything out? Um, no, book? just my book. Book. It's available on Amazon. <clears throat> I think Barnes & Noble. Um, my work can be found at amgreatness.com. And just thank you for having me. I uh, learned a lot. So many things. But cool. I, the goose game for sure. Top of my list. She taught us about government D &D. interference and right. FBI. We taught her about right. a goose game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. Exactly. That. So thank you guys for having me. Uh, so I'm going to plug my stuff here. I guess I have to be careful to make sure this is zany and wacky enough for yeah. Tim who <laughs> shamed me at the beginning hey, of the show. Hey, be funny. Two boy <laughs> Shut it's up and make like jokes, Seamus. I, I have a wacky YouTube channel <laughs> called Freedom Tunes. And tomorrow we're going to be uploading a cartoon about Justin Trudeau and the great honking. So stay tuned for that. YouTube.com slash Freedom Tunes. Go over there. Watch it. Like, share, subscribe. I think you guys are going to love it. Uh, you can follow me at iancrossland.net. Check out my social media there if you want to follow me all around the internet. Great to see you guys. Have a great night. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Julie, for coming. It's a wonderful conversation. Thanks, Always Lydia. good to get experts on breaking news like January 6th hearings. I am Sarah Patchlitz on Twitter and Minds.com. You can follow me at either of those places. We will see all of you over at TimCast.com. Become a member. Check out the members-only segment. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys.